Greetings, everybody, and welcome to our Halloween episode of The Televoid. Woo! Spooky! What? I'm one of your hosts, Mark K. Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by my spooky co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya, what's up? First of all, go to hell. Second of all, Mystic Falls. I was born here. This is my home. And mine. And mine. And mine. For centuries, supernatural creatures have lived amongst us. Vampires, werewolves, <laughs> werewolves, doppelgangers, witches, and even hybrids. Even hybrids. And even hybrids. Hey, Latoya, and we are joined by a motley crew of Halloween partiers, uh, Lisa Eastham. Hey, Lisa. I don't even know where to go now. <laughs> I was like, I got Klaus on the brain and forgot what I was going to say, so happy <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> hey, Lisa, and uh, Jessica Reed. Hey, Jess. Hey. Hey, and Rowan Kaiser. Hey, Rowan. Hello. <laughs> we watched the absolutely abhorrent Vampire Diaries episode, season four, episode eight, We'll Always Have Bourbon Street. I don't want no, Bourbon No, no one wants Bourbon episode. Street. So... Let's let's get into it. Latoya brought uh, most of us into this show, like the, the vampire sire that she is. Drag yes, I, I she first sired me, then I sired the other two, because I I'll, I'll speak for at least the other two. I, I watched five seasons of this yep. back to back all at once, so I have a <laughs> yep. very aggressive relationship with it. Um, this season in particular, I'm, I'm not saying we're sire bonded to Latoya. Yes. We do everything she says, but... <laughs> pretty much. Take it as you will. I use my powers for good. <laughs> God damn it! You know, it's a one in a million thing to have a sire bond, and yet it's happened three, three. times <laughs> with the three of us. Latoya, what are the odds? Uh, so it didn't even take like fifty years; it just like happened, boom, oh, boom, boom. Yeah. So I'm better than basically. That's just how good your sire oh, bond. Oh God, we'll be over here counting bricks. My sire bond is popping. <laughs> <laughs> So, if you don't know which one we're, what we're watching and for this episode, if you're not sure what in season four we're referring to, even though you're a lucky yeah, mostly season four know. is pretty well yeah. known as a huge lull in the series, as well as season five, I think. It kind of takes a while to build back up, if at all. But uh, season four is during the height of the Elena's now a vampire, and she's sire-bonded to Damon. And everything about this episode, there isn't, there is a lot in the previous episode, which is probably relevant that we could go into, but I'd rather focus on this one because this is where all the everyone reacts to finding out about her and Damon, and it's gross. Like, from, from the get-go, it's bad. It's, yeah. it's repulsive. I, th- I think gross is the right word here, because, like, it's a competent episode in terms of, like, the acting and the editing oh, and yeah. directing and so on, but this is just a gross-ass episode. Yeah, and yeah. everything they have to say and do is, is everything. Gross. And it, that's That's the word I use the most. Gross. 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 And so I didn't I didn't take a ton of notes because a lot of it's just me reacting with like a shocked face, so I couldn't really deal with writing yeah. anything. Just a but lot of emoji. Very, just put a lot of emojis. A lot of emojis, a lot of no, uh, a lot of heightening, um, and then <laughs> everything else is pretty much irrelevant. So we can kind of come up. I'm gonna run down the basic plot. There's a lot. This is one of those shows where it's very plot heavy, so we don't have to go like beat by beat by beat, but we'll at least go into the very, very major plot arc. Because there's about four of them going on, which is pretty much fair. We're going beat by beat by beat. Every gross <laughs> Every beat, gross. we are going to let marinate as we <sighs> just, you know. But 
this this show does have a lot of people in it, so that's part of why we're gonna try not to get too slogged down into it. We'll get into the major bad parts because the Tyler stuff, for example, is pretty gross, but also pretty boring. Like I, I don't pretty, find that. But like, I will just yeah, as a rule, Tyler might be the the best person. That's true, wow. exactly. Which is gross. <laughs> Because he literally puts his hand through a woman at one point. But, except, you know. for, except for like, the fact that it. I hate Tyler so much for his later actions that now retroactively, oh, yeah. I'm like, you're still the worst and I don't care. Like, yeah. I still hate you. Mm-hmm. But like, at this part, I feel like at this part in the show, this is kind of like the Tyler we asked her to be, and then he just goes, obviously, and fucks it up even more than the next season. Yeah. It was sort of nostalgic, because instead of being like, wow, I hate you, it's like, oh, look at this. this you mean, instead of... This is before you kidnap yeah, him. Instead of kidnapping woman. Haley, he's trying to help yeah. Haley. <laughs> and well, Haley's manipulating him too, so there's a whole lot. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on here. But let's jump right into it, because it's really once we get into it, there's a lot to comment I'm, on beyond just what the plot's going on. Well just watching the previous season, like the, my first note about this episode is that this episode has a Lexi flashback and it still sucks. Just yeah. Saying something because Lexi flashbacks <laughs> are hard, it's like Teflon usually. But, uh, but yeah, my first note is definitely, and even hybrids. <laughs> like, yep, I have it underlined in my notes, and even hybrids. So, uh, this obviously is a show about vampires. Now I'm one of them, a vampire. <laughs> and it's, this is the beginning of the Alina has been sired by, I think she was about to be killed, right? And then she's now a vampire because, you know, it's better than having her killed. And, which is obviously, if anyone's ever seen the show, antithetical to the whole concept of Alina Gilbert, who is usually the ultimate human being. The one who made it a point of saying, I don't want to be a vampire. It was actually. Yeah. It, very true. It is. It was an accident, but it just become instead of killing her or, like, you know, not wanting to live her life like that, she decides to embrace it. But everyone's a little suspicious because she embraces it a little too quickly and a little too much. Like, she's super obsessed with being a vampire at one point. Um, which I guess is probably supposed to be cool. Like, that's the whole idea of being a vampire is, like, everything's heightened. But, like, it sort of becomes a lot more about her relationship with Damon becoming different, and she's kind of being, like, a little bit of a bitch to everybody. I mean, this is pre-Red Streak, uh, or Purple Streak, Elena, so (laughs) it's not that bad, but she's definitely acting out in a way that she wasn't when she was young. And they're blaming it all on her being a vampire, of course. Um, Yes, the morning after of the most disgusting sex. Their sex scenes are disgusting. They weren't actually having sex at this point, right? So whoops. Yeah. Uh, you were kind yeah of the so the, I do the one one redeeming factor of the episode for me was the Blue Foundation song, which I love. But it starts off with some morning sex, <laughs> which is just classic Vampire what? Diaries. Gotta f- wake up. Gotta fit it in before first period because I'm still in high school. David's like, I'm happy, and I'm like, fuck all of you. So bad right from the beginning. <laughs> um, but th- meanwhile, downstairs we have um, Stefan. Uh, not, not downstairs, this is at, oh, at like, Caroline's place. Sorry. So, Stefan is talking to Caroline about, well, it's being interspliced with this, like, like they know all the bad shit's happening while they're having sex, so it's proof, basically, proof positive of what they're they're discussing, which is Elena's in too deep, exactly. and she's sired, and blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Stefan's trying to be rational, and he's like, it's one in a million. Sorry, Stefan, it's apparently not one in a million. It makes me think of uh, Miss Congeniality. <laughs> one in a million. <laughs> And it, I was like, God damn it. Could you please uh, put that yes, into the podcast as well? Uh, but so Stefan... <laughs> that should played over their goddamn the, sex scene. It's, it's worth noting that the, the sex scene is treated as just like the super romantic sweet thing as Stefan and Caroline are sitting around talking about how it's not at all a super romantic sweet mm-hmm. thing. That's, this is not a so... show that does ironic juxtaposition. 
this is a show that just barrels forward full blast and it doesn't do it well here it's like we're intentionally making it gross for you guys because it is gross that's the thing about the season especially and all the grossness it's like the show wants to be like romantic and beautiful but like anyone who's not like got shipper goggles on it's like this is gross and disgusting even if he did i'm sorry i'm not even really that much into the i I used to think i really liked damon and elena but uh, but that's years have gone by i mean season six the only time i've enjoyed yeah and and honestly as years have gone by i don't even really care that much about them i just think that in general it it is a disservice to the two characters by a long shot to make the only time they ever are together it's like some weird creepy mind manipulation like they just wanted they wanted an Mm. excuse to have them fuck without any kind of consequences which is what this is i mean there's certainly consequences but there's no consequences in the sense that it feels quite as a betrayal to stefan or whoever else they're supposed to but it's 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 stupid anyway because it's not even like a legitimate like it's not like he's actually controlling her emotions. So they set up this whole mm-hmm. thing where theoretically Damon is manipulating her into having feelings for him and like controlling how she feels. And then they just immediately like five minutes later, right. just like throw it away. The show goes out of its way so, to be like, this isn't creepy at all. But like it makes it I mean, creepier when you that it way. All down to this whole Sirebond storyline, there's no point for it to happen because it doesn't right. go. It doesn't take the story anywhere in the long run. None. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't it takes it to it New Orleans. It doesn't really change anything. <laughs> it just gives everybody a reason to bitch and moan for like ten episodes, and it solves itself within the, the first five minutes, essentially. Well, no. What it the only place that it goes is it gets Elaine right. to take off what, her okay. daddy when uh, Jeremy dies. That's the only thing. That is useful for really. Which is, I mean, it certainly establishes that, and we needed that, I guess, in the long run. Instead of letting Elena choose herself. But they could have also yeah, thrown like a. You still could have written around that. Yeah, you could have had Elena choose. Or throw an original ladder and have them do it, because they could easily yeah. persuade her to, to do the same thing, which is what eventually Rick has to do in order to get the memories back and all that kind of shit. Like, we do like have ways around this, but I guess they just didn't bother with that at this point. They wanted to use, they wanted to burn the Damon card and have her sleep with him in the meantime. So at least there's something else going on besides more lies and obfuscation but uh anyway so the the plot begins with that point and then i think this was so jesus (laughs) i I think what happened to this show that kind of made seasons four and five so weak is that it switched from being like a show that had a plot about things happening with strong relationship aspects to a show about relationships that had some plot going on and i think i place the switch in the season three finale where there's this huge thing so everyone might die blah 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 yeah. and then there's this long section where elena has to make a choice about which brother yeah. she wants to spend her time with and it's like this is the point where it's said what elena chooses for her relationship is what how the show works now and, and then you get three seasons of every episode ending with five to ten minutes on her damn oh relationships God, yeah. Because the end of season three is also when, like, everyone's like, I have to choose between Team Stefan or C- Team Damon. When you have the ghost of goddamn Rose coming out to be, like, Team Damon. That was crazy. Like, I'm tapping oh, out. Gosh. And, and I, I went back and actually watched, because I obviously watching this terrible episode, I was like, I need to I, something to clear my brain from this. And I was watching, for example, specifically, I was watching, like, The Dinner Party and other episodes like that, where they're like, oh my god, this is so much more plot-heavy that happens to inter... I mean, the relationship aspects are so important to those plots, but they become so integral because the plot is so important. Like, Elena is so quick to just murder herself over all the shit that goes down, and 
it, it's not even like the factor of like who's gonna save her it becomes kind of irrelevant it's more about the fact that elena is making choices about life and death not about the brothers and who's gonna save her because they're both there they both exactly. should have done it doesn't really matter. In the dinner party, when Elena stabs exactly. herself in the gut, basically, as leverage, like, you don't, you don't have, especially women protagonists doing stuff like that, and it was refreshing, and it was amazing, and you would never get something like that in season four. Or and she has five. three options there that who could have saved her, and then on top of it, she ends up, you know, stabbing, uh, uh, sorry, oh my god, stabbing Elijah. You're, you're forgetting oh, Elijah. Yeah. You just, you just I was thinking of his face. I was thinking of his face. I was so focused on his face. But, uh... Good And then the rest of them. Uh, but so, in general, like, when you're having a character making decisions that integral to, like, humanity and life and death and her family and her friends, when you throw relationships into being the main motivator, it just makes a lot of it seem very arbitrary and kind of meaningless like why do we care about your relationships you should be more focused on the friendships that led to them and like the the girls in this episode are terrible to her and don't get me wrong i think it's really gross but at the same time Remember when like, the, the, their friendship was like the best part yeah exactly that's what i mean like I, i'm not saying that they were like these great end all they have flaws of their own but it was so much more interesting of a show when it was focused about how much they all loved each other and the guys were just part of the friend group even though they were in relationships on yeah. off with both of them and Matt and, and Tyler also played into that for several times as well. It just, it was so much more interesting when, like, the relationship aspect, the romance part of it, was kind of just, like, you know, uh, backseated to the rest of the, the major plots. Because there was usually a lot more interesting things going on than, you know, uh, Elena's sire bonded. Like, th- this was now, like, the main plot for at least four episodes, right? Ugh. I would say up, even, like, Memorial, when I was watching the Memorial... She can't I, drink the blood, so that's a huge factor yeah. in the plot as well. Because I assume that the mid-season finale was when she turned off her humanity, so yeah, it was a good portion. Which is no, the, no, the the what happens next is when Klaus goes on his hybrid killing spree, and then they have yes. the whole race for the cure thing, which I actually really like. That's <laughs> one of my that's one of my favorite bits that the show has done. But that's just like six episodes, and then it's back to weirdness. I put that honestly as my cons, just because. It's a whole lot of subterfuges not necessary. I was saying earlier, like, when I was watching episodes, like, you need a group test. Do respect really later on with the being, like, uh, lampooned by, I think it was Joe at one point, where it's like, get a yeah, good fucking yeah. text. Why is it, or at least a bulletin board season or something. Six rectifies a lot of the problems in season right. four and five. Like, like, at that point, just make a Facebook which... group or something. Like, people who are involved in this should talk a lot. <laughs> Rowan, you were saying you think five is worse than four. Did you say why? Because my personal problem with four over five is that like season four sucks for the characters like it's this terrible character season season five fucks with them so, boring, so much though too. so um like i said i really like the middle part of this season i think that mm-hmm. it gets back to the vampire diaries like constantly shifting alliances mm-hmm. um it when they bring rebecca <clears throat> back suddenly she's a good yes. character and I don't know how so, that happened, but I'm very grateful. I always appreciated for it. her character. They were all terrible and wouldn't let her go to I, I hated her in season three. She's just like vampire, horrible Barbie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get to that soon in my rewatch. Maybe my, my mind will be changed. But she's just like, let's add a mean girl who's also Klaus's sister. Oh boy. I think they're all shit to her. And that, that plays a huge role in how mean she is, too, though. Yeah. I think uh, but you always have to remember, you know, that the whole, you know, thing is that he kills his siblings for periods of time so you know you she comes she comes into the the series having been abused by 
her sibling. So you gotta forgive a little bit of like the mean girlness there because she's just yeah mistreated. And then her boyfriend. But I don't feel like she's given too. she's given any depth in season three. Um, and she definitely that, gets a lot more to do by four. I agree with yeah, you there. With the the episode where she and Stefan have the eighties dance by themselves, like that's yeah, that's a really good <laughs> like, episode. Of course, that he betrays her, the piece yeah, of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so but the, I mean, this episode in particular, the reason why we mentioned it's so interesting because it, I mean, the four versus five kind of thing. Because five is a lot more. How would you describe it? I guess it's plot heavy. It it's nonsense kind of it just it fucks up the mythology so much i mean it gives me ancient yeah. greece 2000 years ago but like <laughs> at what cost at what cost I mean, the entire doppelganger totally thing, like, worth think, it oh my totally god it. <laughs> it is worth it uh, oh my god. I, I mean, I probably... i've just got to drop my tom avery there thanks <laughs> Uh, My problem with season five is that, like, two-thirds of the episodes have 15 minutes of Damon and Elena processing their breakup. Like, it's just They do, they get more and more into the bumpers of it, you're right, where it's, like, the whole point of the episode is, and how did this this week's plot affect our relationship? Yeah, and it's like, exactly, because season five is when- It goes from a 40-minute show to a five-minute show with a a sad song over people being- Sad about yeah, like about a, the it's same just a thing. civil war Obviously. song over people like looking at each other with, with a lot exactly. of grim, <laughs> grim expressions. Like, Season six is honestly the only time they get that relationship to, to me right, and of course that's when they're writing her out. The show. Right. I mean, I I would also say that like this is the part. Seasons four and five are the point where I would was saying that Elena is the worst part of the show. They need to take a break from her. Oh yeah, definitely um, oh, for sure. Uh, I I used to think she's a fantastic protagonist honestly and I, I appreciate season six for actually bringing the character back to being the who character. she was she's 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 got a lobotomy in seasons four and five honestly um, which you could claim is the vampirism but it's not it's so beyond that because that didn't lobotomize caroline at all so it's just very different for each person and i think it's a way that they wrote her character arc with the romance part of it that really lobotomized she's not herself for the majority of season four yeah. literally between the fire bond and the red streak <laughs> red streak god damn the red streak Uh, I, I think my favorite part is in season five when they're spending so much time processing their relationship that the travelers come and kidnap them. They're like, we're running away from these super powerful witches. Like, Let's stand by the trunk of the car yeah. and argue about our relationship for ten minutes. Oh shit, they caught us. How on earth did this happen? How did we hear it's them Because they've been watching the, the show. They know. That- <laughs> They, get, they know at the end of every 40 minutes there has to be a 15 minute relationship discussion. But like honestly, even if you weren't watching the show, if you just watched them, they would probably figure that out because they just stop what they're doing at random intervals and have a conversation about their feeling for like a whole like hour basically. It's cut because we're only seeing 15 minutes of it, but it goes on clearly for longer at times. Like it's ridiculous, and no one cares. And we're not even really seeing the interesting parts of the the interesting parts of their relationships were always just the things that were happening to them and having to deal with. Talking about your feeling for 20 minutes is just show don't tell. I don't want to hear about this. I'd rather watch you, you know, have to almost kill someone to save them. That's a lot more yeah. motivating and interesting. Like, watching these season six episodes again right now, like, when Damon and Elena are having conversations, it's not about the relationship. It's, like, about Damon's shitty mother. But there's other stuff about. going on behind What's the scenes. It's exactly. like, oh, yeah, that's why she's married. They're talking about other people, not just themselves. And you can still show that kind of growth, but you just do it by the way. Like, obviously, it's like it's like a regular human being. When you're talking about one thing, you might not be bringing all the emotions from just that one thing into it. Do it that way. Let's not have to actually stop it, handhold the audience, and say, 
I don't know why we can't just be together. <laughs> like, for 20 minutes every day. But, uh... You guys, I've, I've read a fair amount of fan fiction. <laughs> as you may know. And this is something I feel like fanfic writers would have written those scenes because there's some there's a lot of fanfic where it's like yeah we have a plot but we also have a, like ten thousand words of our just talking about our feelings and usually I mean, that's, that's not, not particularly good fanfic it's like a lot of language they're seeing you know what lisa that's a perfect perfect analogy because like how many times have you been reading fan fiction and you like read the summary and you're like okay this sounds interesting this is the, the pairing i want and then you open it, and you're like, oh. And you're like, just like get that. to the That's kissing exactly. part. <laughs> just get, get to, to the, the kissing, kissing part. part. Yeah. Well, even the kissing part, you're just like, <laughs> yeah. it's just garbage. Yeah. That's the point, is that they, they took the wrong route. And usually, that's the kind of stuff that if you got a lot of people who are writing stories about that, it's missing from the show. But now it's just kind of like the show already has it. So anybody who's writing about it is probably writing like 3,000 page essays about like their sweet, like, romantic conversations. Like, I don't want that at all. And I think so much of the problem with 4 and 5 is just like, it was just Vampire Diaries doing what it tries to do and it, it tried to go big or go home. Like, it tries to get bigger with each season. And it wasn't until this current season we're like, maybe we should just go back to basics. Because trying to get bigger fucked up the characters in season 4 and fucked up the mythology huge in season 5. There's, yeah. there's a couple other issues. Yeah. Um, one of them is that this show is good when it has adults around. But it doesn't really make sense because yes, Rick. a lot of the adults yes. are kind of boring, except for Rick. Not Rick. Not Rick. Um, but like, <laughs> if you look at this episode. Hey, hey, <laughs> Meredith Bell was in this episode. Oh season. my god. She wasn't in this episode. Which the is worst the doctor season. ever. Meredith <laughs> <laughs> Bell. Fuck her. You know what? Maybe she could learn to become a better doctor if Paul Wesley hadn't Ooh. divorced her. Man. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, though. I don't know. Tom Avery was a really good. Tom guys. Avery was a really good paramedic, so don't put this on Paul Wesley. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the same thing. All right, well, Rowan, you were saying. I mean, you if you saying... watch this episode, the only adult in it is Professor Shane, and he's you know manipulating oh, God. Bonnie. He's, he's the, the worst. devil. Oh, Professor Manchild. Oh, that, that's what I was calling him. When back in the day, God, he's I kind of blocked him out of my memory, and then they were like, Professor he's Shane. So relevant. Like, oh, no. He looks like he should be an extra in one of like the original flashbacks. <laughs> or an episode of Zoe 101 or something. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <That's stupid. laughs> but so his name is Atticus Shane. Fuck off. Wow. Uh, and then going along with that, the show also suffers when it doesn't have a strong villain, which is the case for much of seasons four and five uh yeah right because mm-hmm. the thing is i i pretty much like silas but silas isn't really a factor that much in this season because you know we don't even see him until see him until the see end of him the in heavy quotation then, marks yeah you, you saw those quotation marks yeah but then next season silas isn't the big bad the fucking travelers and the travelers are, are probably the worst do, villain they, ya- they yammer in groups oh my god like i don't remember any of that plot and i watched that twice so i don't <laughs> they, know they sit around all day and practice how to stand like just so far away from one another when they're doing their group spells it's just like how do we get our formation literally i don't even remember what happened when we were- there were moments when that would they would show up on screen. I think I would genuinely like have a, a blackout. Like I was I, not remember not what. And I'd come because to- when we were 
Yeah, when we were and watching this show, it was kind of staggered. Like, Maura was ahead of me, and I was ahead of Jess. And so then, like, Maura said something to Jess yeah. one day, like, oh, wait till you get to the season with Travelers. And I'm like, who? And I was in that season. <laughs> <laughs> watching that season. That's how irrelevant they are. You don't even realize who they are until they actually do their, like, bad villain juju. Yeah. And even then, it was kind of, like, only happened in, like, this one episode, and then everything else was kind of just dealing with the drama afterwards. I still can't believe how much they fucked up Mystic Falls by the end, considering how like they yeah, the whole next season is basically like when a cat like like runs through a thorn bush, you have to like slowly pick each little thorn out, <laughs> like you can't get them all at once. It's awful, and they have to deal with the the, the town being like you know uh, the the line being drawn and all that shit, and then there's like people hunting on the outside and everything about it. Sucks. I mean, somehow it took six seasons for the show to finally get witches right when. Season six also has the best villain since like season two Klaus and Kai. Like Absolutely. Oh, yes. Kai is terrific. Oh yes. Kai is as old school Kevin Williamson so, as a guest. Great. I still appreciate the fact that Vampire Diaries like didn't try to redeem him and they're like, no, he's like fucking evil. Cause you you know that's Vampire no. Diaries MO. No, and it's yeah. and honestly that's kind of a I don't want to just break it down to teenagers, but it's like a lot of people in fandom are like he is hot let's redeem him and i'm like no don't do that <laughs> what's like the people who strangely i still don't get it who like ship bonnie and cole like what the fuck what? is that what? that's horrible what i that was like a huge thing in season three and i guess kind of four Blech. people who were like all about bonnie cole i'm like do they ever interact i think they interacted once are they called bull <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. But Latoya, we've we've long established I have terrible taste in people to like in terms of relationships on shows, and yes. even I'm like, what the fuck is that pairing? It's not even like Daniel Sharman Cole. So like, what? Yeah. what, what you just took the words right out of my mouth. If it had been Daniel Sharman, okay, fine. Oh god, yeah. Well, let's. <laughs> I don't get it. Your internet. If you could explain to me the Cole body thing, please do. Oh. Well, let's try and get into the episode, because I think we've dealt with a lot of the stuff that's going to become well, yeah. a big issue throughout, as we're going to reference it again. It's probably good that we did it up front. Yeah. But, so this episode... Where we were at is, Caroline's going to go talk to Tyler about the Cyrobon. Because maybe all. Tyler will know, because Tyler's been, like, you know, locked up in yeah. A, yeah. a barn trying to, you know, de-sire everybody from Klaus, as he was. Yeah, but Tyler has yeah, been such a useful character for four seasons now. Yeah, so helpful. He, he's good in season two. I will defend Tyler. Season two, Tyler. Oh, yeah, he's great in season two. That's the closest they get to actually and like addressing his issues. Him as a decent yeah. person. Yeah. And here's well, I guess here's why I was saying I I kind of like Tyler mostly in this because we've talked. Uh, you guys and I have talked about this, not me and Rowan, but like I feel like Michael Trevino got kind of screwed over Absolutely. on this show as like supporting. Like Michael Trevino should be like a leading male. And when they do that with Tyler, they put him, like, in that leading male role, like, kind of in season two. And technically, kind of here, like, as, like, the alpha who takes charge, it works. It's when he's, like, supporting douchebag or it's, like, kidnapping asshole villain. That's no, like, no, 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 go away. He's, he's good at being vulnerable. Like, yes. when he's allowed yes, to be exactly. three-dimensional, he's actually really good at that. He's just... That's why I was hoping his uh, revenge uh, spinoff pilot had gotten picked up, because... Honestly, him leaving Vampire Diaries, I'm like, I want you to leave and do something like worthy of your and time. He did not yeah. get that on the show for the most part. At least they never got to that. Even on the originals, like he could have done something there because there's plenty of uh, hybrid and even hybrids on the originals. <laughs> like 
the stuff with him and Liv in season six, right. I love. It's it's great. Yeah. Like he should be like a, a lead role that protagonist with like flaws and he falls in love. Like that he deserves that. Yeah, I always I feel bad for Michael but, Trevino, but Tyler Lockwood can suck an egg for all I care. <laughs> Well, his mom dies in the next episode. Well, we get so. that at least. Like, but yes. You know. Oh, man. I thought she died so much earlier than she did. I forgot she made it this long. <laughs> Good for her. Because every honest. adult is expendable. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you're a, if you're a parent, if you're best. a parent in Mystic Falls and you can make it to season four, I mean. <laughs> Good on congratulations. you. Congratulations. Hey, yo, Melinda Clark is still alive. She's Somewhere. Still, oh, Somewhere. She's alive. She's dead inside, though. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, so this episode it, it's all about basically the Cyrobon. So they're gonna dis- they're gonna discover what they can from Tyler, who has been breaking. I mean, it's kind of rough because yeah, he's breaking working the with dog. Haley. Yeah, one at a time. He's working with Haley and Jasmine from the Chloe King Cat Messiah. Terrible week in August. Like, you know, the Cyrobon is broken because you won't or if you don't feel pain, and that's like I, I'm sorry, that's it's, totally wrong. No, but that's what this is all about, though. It makes no sense is that that Cyrobot is, like, not Well, and he says because... It makes kind of sense, because the thing is that through Cyrobot, you feel grateful to Klaus, but if you keep doing, like, the world transformation enough times, you'll no longer... But, I mean, that's true, but also it's not true, because then they also establish that it's only actions, not emotions. And, like, you can't... It doesn't make sense, because then the feeling wouldn't matter. Well... Werewolves yeah, and vampires. Uh, yeah, that's good. They're trying to conflate the sire bond between Klaus and the hybrids with Damon and Elena, and it is not at all the same thing as we Which find out. Dumb. Clearly. So, the, but, but what, the way yeah. Tyler's doing it is having them change repeatedly again and again and again until they don't like, feel the pain of changing because they're all werewolves. That's not, not even the most important part of all of this. The most important part is how awful Phoebe's oh, yeah. accent is. Good <laughs> God. Yeah. Like, it wasn't this bad in Secret Circle, and this is like right after Secret Circle, so I don't know what happens. And she's clearly worked on it, but like her accent is god awful. I wonder if she's trying to do some other kind of accent. Like, are you think they tried to tell her like she's just trying to be American? I think it was like maybe a little Southern twang. It gets it gets a lot better later in the originals, yeah. Except for when she's talking about her baby. That's why it sucks. I'm like, wait, like. She's Claire Holt's around too, so she has to be like around her best friend who gets to at least do an accent, and she has to pretend to be uh, American. And even as much as I hate Jackson fucking originals, he has to do an American accent Ugh, too. Jesus. And everyone's just like blowing her out of the water with their American accents and such. <laughs> but hey, I what, what couldn't Haley have been Australian? I don't know. She's adopted. She, had to, she like, could have been a where they go. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, oh, well, Jane, go eat my baby. Yeah, on Team Wolf, any kind of dog is fair game, basically. I think I said during, like, season one of the originals, they should have just said, like, yeah, she studied abroad for, like, years. <laughs> exactly. Well, well okay. Yeah, like, and we're not yeah, trying to pretend, like, Klaus's accent is anything remotely anything. <laughs> like, it's its own ridiculous, like, I don't even fun. know what. It's fun. That's the point. No one cares. Really? No one's really paying attention. Klaus has traveled the world. So and I forgot that Elijah, when I was watching the dinner party, Elijah goes to American half the time too. Even though obviously he's gone all over the place and has had many accents on the show and the originals. Well, that's because uh, Gillies is—he's New Zealand slash Canadian. It's the whole Anna Paquin mm-hmm. thing, which I get. But... Yeah. He's got the Peter Dinklage thing where he doesn't really have an accent so much as he just makes his voice super deep and like enunciates. <laughs> yes. Which I, have, I appreciate. Yeah. I'm just realizing that I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, 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 
he's yeah, just he so was. pretty. I was just rewatching yeah. season two, and like th when he's introduced, he starts with the whole you know Elijah doing whatever, and then he starts yelling, and it's just like pure American or Canadian accent, and it's very very notable. And I don't know if that was on purpose. I think at first he is trying to pretend to be American because he's just like researching the witch history with with Jenna, but like I don't. And then he just drops it every time he threatens Damon, for example. He gets a little Britishish like sounding or whatever. So you don't know what really he's going for, but I don't mind it again because you're not really paying attention to the accents. It's fun. It's campy. They've been around for a bajillion years. Who cares? But uh, they they seem to. Yeah. Even though Phoebe Tonkin can't do an American accent to save her life, I I kind of appreciate like manipulative Haley a lot more than like Mama Wolf Haley. Oh yeah. To be honest, that's true. At least she has something to do. I, I miss this Haley yeah. a bit. And yeah. so in this, when they go to speak to him, we'll get into it, but it's pretty much just. Uh, more of the same, which we already knew, I thought, but I guess the stuff that he gets, he gives to, um, who goes to talk to him? Is it Caroline? The stuff he tells yeah, Caroline, Caroline is and they don't show nothing it. new. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, like, uh, so Tyler is working on the hybrid, and messing with this one Adrian, who's, like, being a crybaby, and then Cry like, Jasmine from <laughs> Chloe King is like, no, you're hurting, blah, 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 blah. But, like, her whole plan to, like, basically usurp Tyler is fucking stupid. Because, like, her number two is still, like, sire-bonded to Cloud. Like, what do you think's gonna happen? And Team Wolf is by no means the perfect show in any respect. <laughs> and I stand no, by that sentence. True. Let's just, but... let's just leave that just hanging <laughs> out of context. Next, next but I, I, at least they approach the alpha bullshit a lot more, like, firmly. I think this show has always kind of really had a weak spot with the alpha stuff to me. Like, for a, a long time, and they get they get it eventually in the original, I mean, I think a lot better. But on here, that's what I hate. Werewolves yeah, on exactly. Yeah. Like, fuck. Again, if I had said enough times, fuck Jackson. I think the problem yeah, is they. Jackson. How did they survive season two? But the problem so here is that they introduced the, the werewolves, and then almost the next season introduced the hybrids. It's like you can't even like get your brain around the one thing, and then there's hybrids, and then there's like all this other kind of stuff going on besides the alpha thing. So when they bring in the whole who's fighting for the alpha of the group, it seems so arbitrary because they've already had all this other crazy drama go on. Why bother arguing about that? Just be a group. We don't need an alpha. But, but. At, The hybrids are, like, except for Klaus himself, they're almost universally boring and irrelevant. Exactly. Hybrids are the worst! Like, Should it be turned to a hybrid? It's like a death <laughs> It's true. Your heart's gonna like, get ripped out. Like, all you have to do is have David walk by you when your heart just falls out. It's... Like, <laughs> it. God, I hate it so much. It, like they, they, it's totally dramatically inert because you know that these people, like at this point, we've got had over a season of hybrids dropping like flies. They're the only one who survives is Tyler, and that's yeah. just because he's, Tyler. Uh, you know, a main <laughs> character. But like, even in that barn scene, for example, obviously Haley's there eventually, and that's she's useful and does other things. But for the most part, it just looked like a bunch of blank faces. I'm like, I don't even know who these people are, and they're all dead by the end of the season anyway, so I don't They're dead in the next episode. They're all dead exactly. by the next so, episode. Exactly, so, like, why bother caring? Um, and, but... and they're the antagonists of this episode. They're all dead by the end of the next episode. That's insane. <laughs> this is, this is, this is like, the big problem here with this plot. This is, like, the main story aspect of this episode, and it's a bunch of nobodies who are going to die immediately who have no dramatic he uses a sword i think oh yeah he does a sword yeah it's a beautiful scene it's totally incoherent but it's it, really it, is, is. it is pretty beautiful yes. I, i'll give it that um, but it's all dark, there, so there's no villain even in this episode like 
Yeah, the villain yeah. is the people we're supposed to be rooting for. The like, they're all turning on each other. You yeah, like, Damon, Damon's the villain. Damon's the villain, <laughs> and... and Elena's kind of the and villain. And I guess the pack itself is a villain, yeah, but also... Like, like, in terms of, like... That girl, that girl specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Shane. Yeah. Professor Shane. Yeah, Kim and Adrian. And, so. like, there's still on the Let's Kill Klaus thing, which they've been on for almost two full seasons by now, which um, is somewhat lost its dramatic impetus. So, and he's not even in this episode. Yeah. So it's so, just I mean, a bunch it's... of kids running around yelling at each other. Wait, and then exactly how much later is it that they figure yeah. out Klaus, they're all... I think it's the next episode when they all die, right? <laughs> that was the like end of season that. three. They already knew that. I think their plan was to do something where he didn't get killed. I don't know. Oh, that's it's right. just like that's Fridge him or something. I feel like that's about Tyler's plan. Tyler's a yeah. fucking idiot, though. It's so dumb. But so so they they go off to see the little bit of Tyler in the interim, but they also go back to Elena trying well, to drink the blood bag. Because yeah. that's been an ongoing thing. Well, no, we're, we're not so, there yet at so go all. Ahead, you take a little bit. <laughs> yes, so Damon and Elena are post Codal. She's going to school. What are we going to tell Stefan? And then Damon's all like, this is our t- time. It's never been right before, but now it is. Just one day of secrecy. So basically, he gives her the sire order. Don't tell Stefan. Give us a day. Which is why I think that's actually later when she reveals that she fucked uh, Damon's because the day has passed. So there you go with that literal sire bond stuff, guys. I think, I think you're ascribing so, yeah. too much intelligence to the writers at this point. But, <laughs> uh, but perhaps. Just, and in my notes, I wrote disgusting. And... Not disgusting, <laughs> disgusting. But, but... So yeah, Elena leaves and Stefan's like, shows up to tell Damon. Yeah, sit talk. down, bro. We've got some things to get through. And David to me, he's like, you're just, you, you and Caroline are just un- uh, upset that I'm happy. Like, eh. Who cares? Up, he's man. already, like, halfway out the door at this point. Why does he care that much about her? I don't understand it. But so. I mean, I mean let's be fair here. Like, Damon is kind of getting screwed over here. He thought that he would he had finally won the girl. and Which is understandable. But, like, and, and Stephanie and, and Caroline would literally be like, hey. He did manipulate her into a relationship, which you would expect of him to not blame can do. And let's be honest, sometimes Stefan is a douchebag, and I could definitely see Stefan being like, by the way... And honestly, I think for a while... But when you say something as specific as that, yeah. as Caroline, I realized that she sire bonded to BT you. Dubs. Like besides you saying you're somehow deceiving her, he'd always be vague about it. Yeah. basically. if he was, yeah, trying to and be this, and the Damon stuff at least too. He he did think that she did, and, and in some ways he did win the girl. Like the blood bag thing, his ex- like Damon's excuse for the blood bag thing being a weird doppelganger thing. No. that makes no it sense. Doesn't. It makes, it makes Damon look like an idiot, first of all. But that's because nothing in this episode. And that's <laughs> but all the characters have to leap to extraordinary feats of logic in order I to really watch get anything. The episode that is just Jeremy and Matt like doing the sit up and yeah, they're playing Xbox. Season season two, you mean? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. So but the the Damon stuff is also awkward because he kind of did win the girl. It just turns out that there's also like ulterior motives motivating the the relationship because we find out later on. There was something there, and and on paper she did technically want to be with him, but it just kind of gets ruined because of all the other like bullshit stuff that goes on. Um. So, and the mean, in the meantime, he basically confronts him, says, "Look, there's some shit that's going down. It's all kind of a farce. Let me try and help you prove it. Tell her to drink the the blood bag, and if she can keep that down, clearly it's just you telling her what to do that's the problem here. Because you told her originally, originally a couple episodes ago, Damon was like." I don't like her drink the blood bag. She'll barely keep that down. She needs the real stuff. Like, this classic Damon. 
And he's like, hey! And she, of course, gets sick of it. Yeah, hey! But that, but that wasn't even in order, even. No, earlier. He, like, he, he says was... she needs, like, blood straight from the veins, what he said. Right, but he doesn't order her to do it, is my problem with the whole idea that, like... And it's even... I mean, and I also watched yes. the memorial, which is, I think, four or five episodes back. That, that's the episode. It's even more yeah. ridiculous because he brings her a blood bag and tries to get her to drink it, and then she doesn't drink it. Because he had said, literally, only from the vein, but he, I guess, like, you, it doesn't make much sense, because honestly, he should have also been able to just have her drink it then, but she still gets sick every time she drinks it. But he didn't use words exactly. there, not did he? He's so, just like, God, So to, to take a step back a little and talk about, like, how these things that all don't make sense, because it's, like, this is a show that just piles stuff happening on top of more stuff happening. Right. And, um... Like, when it sort of refines its balance through a little bit of season five and season six is when it sort of starts acknowledging its history and its ridiculousness. Um, like, the the hundredth episode, which is in the middle of season five, the whole Catherine dying thing, when they're sitting around, like, basically talking about stuff that has happened on the show and how it's, like, turned them into whoever. It's like, finally, this show Except is like- acknowledging its damn history. And then season six... Oh, no, it's like them complaining about things Catherine's done. It's like, no, she's like, no, I'm fired, motherfucker. Well, Caroline says that. She's like, yeah, she turned me into a vampire. Yeah. Although it's oddly better now. Yeah. Maybe I kind of like this. This is basically my innate human personality just turned into a vampire. Yeah, um, I think yeah agreed. Season six really gets into basically sort of it talking about itself. It's talking about, like, is Elena, like, even still a good person? Was this relationship even still a good idea? And it's doing it in joking ways at times. I don't have any specific examples. I just remember being really impressed by it when it started out because suddenly this was the show that acknowledged the history that existed. And this episode goes out of its way. Address everything we all complained about. This episode goes out of its way to ignore one of the biggest pieces of the history, which is the Damon Caroline stuff. And we'll get to that soon enough. Oh, I had so many. Oh my God. I was like, y'all might. It's still, it's so I was like, you might want to turn your volume down, listeners, (laughs) when we get to that because there may be some screaming. (laughs) God damn it. Well, at least we have Caroline to address things because literally the next scene is them at school and Caroline calls Professor Atticus Shane creepy professor guy. She is the only one talking sense. Although she also, like, makes a real big clear dig at uh, Elena's hair when she first shows up because Elena has sex hair. Well, Elena's hair is trash. (laughs) Yeah, but it was like, damn, Caroline, give her a second. She walks in the door, her hair is just, like, kind of up in a messy bun and she's like, Oh, didn't have enough time to like or the straight man wouldn't up. There's no, there's no yeah, I'm like damn, Caroline. It's not even like you couldn't say like, wow, you look rough. It's just. But honestly, I feel like the Salvatore boys of anyone they do have. A oh, please, of course. I would say Damon, so. They have so much product. Damon has like, oh my god, Damon has they all kinds of their hero hair. Oh god, damn it! <laughs> but so she, they, they dig at her immediately. They kind of are at odds with Elena the entire episode, but it's especially worse later on. Um, but she, she's kind of like, oh, it's fine, guys. I'm just gonna like, like skip off the uh, in quotation marks class because she sees Damon or hears slash senses Damon. Sex. No, I want to know if, if she senses Damon there. How does Caroline not sense she, Damon there? Caroline also a vampire. I think they, they just, yeah, yeah. she's facing one way. Caroline and Bonnie are facing the other. Yeah, yeah but. It's our yeah. vampires. They can smell and sense everybody at all. Well, these vampires, like, they never sense Except anything. Except for when they like, need to for plot reasons. Except for when they need to, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. I was watching the episode of season six where uh, Humanulous uh, Caroline compels Liam to, like, uh, kill Sarah and everything. And, you know, Lena, looking in the hospital for Liam and Sarah, it's like, why can't you just, like, sniff him right. out or something? You're oh, terrible. 
They all suck. And so she goes running off into <laughs> like a... level two vampires. Yeah, please. Even Klaus can't sense people when that... I, I, the first episode I watched after this was the end of, uh, end of the affair when they're in Chicago, and like Elena's hiding in Stefan's little closet where he wrote all the names down, and Klaus and Stefan are there, and Stefan sees Elena, but Klaus can't sense that she's fucking there. And yet other times like, they like put the their hands through walls because they can sense them through walls. So like, <laughs> that's only Elijah because Elijah's only oh, one matters. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, but so, uh, they, they have this little conversation in a darkened room where Damon pulls out a little blood bag, like, so we're gonna put our relationship to the test, even though it's not even first period. And, uh, she's like- She skipped this? She missed first period. Skipped first period, I'm sorry. So, second period. <laughs> but so in the she, one classroom in Mystic Falls High School. Please. Somehow abandoned <laughs> and darkened in the middle of the day. And he is sort of just like, hey, what's up? And she's like, oh, it's gonna be hard for me to have to tell everybody if we're gonna be here for, like, a nooner. And he's just kind of like, oh. <laughs> it's really true. She's like about to get up on him. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. he's like, that's great, but let me first slip this blood bag in your hand. She's like, Damon. You know, Damon's voice is like, that's great. <laughs> that's great. But so, so Damon hands her the blood bag, and he's like, hey, uh, why don't you take a couple sips of this and see how it works out? It would really like, mean a Damon. lot to me. <laughs> she's like, oh, God, yeah, I'd love if you did this. And she she yeah. does it because, of course, Cyberbond. And so she sips it, and then it's really, it's, um, I always get so creeped out by the, I've seen people drink blood bags on a million different vampire shows and movies. I know you're just like, Yeah, but no, I've seen that, in, I mean, although I would have yeah, I've seen that in a lot of things, but there's, it's always so creepy on this show, the way that they sip the blood, it's just so weirdly intimate, and like, it's, it's, it's very it's dainty. Creepy. Like, they it's use a- the tip of the blood bag as a little It's like straw. she's drinking, she's like she's drinking a it is. Sun it's, it's or something. Not, I wish. The, the blood bag later where she's got like the crazy straw. Oh my god. <laughs> she's got like a bottle of champagne in one hand and the blood bag in the other. Don't so you, so you love too in, in season five once Rick is back when I think it was season six, it might be season six when he's back six. and uh, he's now a vampire too and she like literally strolls in the class with a fucking yeah. big gulp. She's got a big gulp. <laughs> Kidding me? This show is terrible, but it's the best because, <laughs> of course, Rick, oh, Rick, a regular vampire, can smell the big gulp from where he's standing in the front of the classroom. Uh, but anyway, so the, she... it's her drinking that goddamn like blood big gulp in the class is like in beer bad when that chick is eating the sandwich yeah. in class. Like, get your shit together. What are you doing? I wouldn't bring a regular big gulp to class. What? It's weird and embarrassing to have a big gulp on your hands. <laughs> but so she she's sipping the blood bag like ooh ooh it's delicious <laughs> so gross and he's just like and his face obviously falls because he realizes oh it has to be the sire bond she can't just suddenly feel better about it um and they basically have to go from there she's still clueless again which I don't like making the protagonist someone who's so great so stupid so suddenly but that's just this is Elena in season five and four this is her all the time just dumb dumb dumb. But she's shocked that this suddenly works and she can't figure out why. But she's thrilled because now she doesn't have to eat, kill people. Like, shouldn't that have been a major plot point in, like, more than just the first episode or first couple episodes of her being a vampire is trying to make sure she doesn't hurt people? Because the Elena that I remember didn't want to do that ever. There were there was there was some shit like that, I think. There was. There was. Like the, the whole she cheerleader thing. She was starved, though. Like, yeah. I mean, that was not a good episode, she but they did it. Yeah, and and there is definitely, but there's there's points where they try and address it, but then they kind of just it takes a backseat to other stuff for a the, little bit. 
the only way they would have sooner starved. Exactly. Than exactly. Though. That's that's what makes more sense to me. At least, or at least have someone like can't have from a blood bag. Put it in a cup. Yeah, exactly. And the match stuff. That would have actually been like a. It would have worked. Her, I guess the sire bond is not literal, except for when it needs to be. For except reasons. for it is it super is literal. literal. It's when it wants to be. It is, but it isn't at the same time. Yeah, whatever it needs this to be. This is season four it, of the vampire. It goes movies. at the speed of plot. And I get why they do that. It's to have moments, like I keep mentioning the memorial, which I absolutely love the church scene because there's a point where uh, Elena is starving because she hasn't eaten anything because she doesn't want to hurt people, but she eventually has to figure out how to do that. Um, but in the meantime, she doesn't want to. And Matt offers himself up to be drank from because he doesn't want them to get caught by the uh, uh, vampire hunter. By, by Hot Connor. And it be. is literally one of the best like uh paced scenes in the entire show as far as i'm concerned it's fantastic the way that there's blood dripping down from above into the pool and they can't look back without being caught because they'll know yeah this season really peaks at memorial and that's episode yeah. two guys. and so there's a lot of stuff there and then he that volunteers himself to be drank because he knows that it's going to kill elena to try and she's just going nuts basically that's the only way to solve the problem is to have her drink something um, and that's that's a huge huge plot point of that whole that's the whole like crux of the of that little scene is is her having to drink from a human being because she can't drink from a blood bag. In this, it's just sort of like okay, I guess she can drink from blood bags now. Like it should have been a way bigger deal than in a darkened classroom. Damon finds out some bad news. Like that's basically what it is. And it should have been a lot bigger a deal for her. Besides, just she should have run to the other girls. It sounds like a Netflix synopsis because they never actually tell things that have an episode. Just like one scene, it would have been that. That's she should have ran to Bonnie and and uh, Caroline. Like guys, I'm not like gonna kill. This should have been a huge factor. It doesn't matter at all. But that that would be a character <laughs> talk with each other that's already established that they don't actually do exactly. And so so she's like she's like I don't have to hurt people anymore. And now they also realize that the, the sire bond thing is full on in swing, and that throws Damon through a loop because he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Besides, meanwhile, <laughs> a tr- Haley is going through the man child's office. Oh, God. And I forgot they were working together. And it's all useless that they're working together anyway because he doesn't help her. It's Klaus. And those scenes her. are such filler because it's basically just like she's like sorting through his notes, and then he pulls out a disc, like looking for yeah. this. And he's like, gotta get back on the trail, otherwise you're not getting it. Well, and she's like, okay. It's great, it's, because, like a it's great because at the beginning, he's like, shows her this USB drive, and he's like, I have all the information about your parents, if you gotta help me, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the episode, she's like, yeah, what about my parents? And he says, they're dead. I'm like, that's yeah. on your USB drive? Like, two <laughs> words is on your USB drive? I don't think so, pal. Again, he... <laughs> After all this, he's not, even, he's not even the one who helps exactly. her with any of this it's garbage. Ridiculous. It's Klaus, and that's like yeah. episode 20. Exactly. Can, can, we, can we talk about how effective it is, however, for him to be playing fetch with her? <laughs> I mean... God. <laughs> how dare you? That's offensive. Uh, it, it is so, so brutal. And and so he so he basically just tells her, like, you gotta get back to trying to get all these... He, he wants to deliver... He wants 12 hybrids? Yeah, 12. 12. 12 hybrids. 12 is expression. Because expression. That's... Yeah, basically this whole episode is just because expression. Uh, but yeah, so he's he's got 12 different... Um, uh, also, I'm sorry to, like, skip ahead, but, like, fuck you, Bonnie, for not Googling expression on your new AT&T phone. <laughs> Why they make? I'm oh, sorry. So fuck you, Bonnie, for not bringing it on your new AT&T phone. They basically make every single character an idiot in this episode. Like one by one, they all are. This season, this season exactly. Y'all. But so where's April Young? Oh my god. But <laughs> so, I'm so, one idiot. So April Young. Poor thing. 
so he gives her the runaround, which leads to her to go back to try and get those, like, <laughs> travelers here. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, she goes back to try and, you know, convince uh, Tyler to get, you know, a couple more. I guess she needs to make sure that Adrian breaks, because she needs him to be delivered to the, the young, stupid yeah. professor. In order to get that information on her bio parents, which is like, just use, like, why can't these people just use a background search? They don't need to go, like, you know, bargain with old magi. Like, just, like, look it up online, use a LexisNexis search, end of the conversation. Did you just, did you just say magi? Yes. <laughs> that would just happen. Just go to ancestry.com. Looking this up on Ulta Vista. <laughs> Please. But so instead, she's bargaining with him for her for her soul or her her background, as it were, and he decides to basically just throw her on a on a witch hunt, well, not a witch hunt, a hybrid hunt, and decides to he throws her above. But he tells her to get out of there, basically, because uh, they're just not they're not at the point. Where, yeah, they're not at the point where that needs to be concluded yet. So it's not time for us to have that conversation yet. That two word conversation. They're dead. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And why didn't you tear I his hate head him. off? I hate him so much. I know that's not, that's what drives me crazy. Why not? Please, just, like, murder him. Please. <laughs> it's not like we need him for something. Encrypted. We didn't. He know says it's encrypted. encrypted. It has a password. Oh, the password. Is <laughs> <probably> <laughs> okay. The password is Silas spelled backwards. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. But yeah. So they're. The password is expression. That's what it is. It probably expression is. Expression by Maybelline. Good God. But so they they. Okay, oh so they, she gets back to the guy. Yes. And tries to convince Tyler to be the alpha and take over. Well, we're not there yet. Right now, we got Damon admitting yeah, something. Yeah. Well, he, he's sorting through. Now, I want to be very clear here because they don't really get into it in this episode because they threw that right out the window. But in previous episodes, they were very clear about the fact that being a sire and having a sire and the sire bond at large. Is a one like we said before a one in a million like it never once in a life it never happens and they really stress that like it couldn't possibly be that what are the odds it would ever happen and this is like so David did it again in 1942 <laughs> it's it's like they literally like, it's like the entire episode is about how rare it is and how it could never possibly have been this and then the very next episode it's oh yeah but I also had this happen once before like what yeah. like. To the same person, not uh, even the same group of friends. Like what? That's not okay, okay. To be fair, they had they say that the person has to have strong emotions about the other person, which and this is girls having crushes on Damon, which I think <laughs> is fair. This is legit. Have trash. you seen his eyebrows? His eyes. Are you kidding me? Fifty percent, at least, at least fifty percent of all like vampire sires would yeah. be fucking sire bond situations. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh. It's like when Lexi turned her boyfriend Tommy Dawkins into Tommy a vampire, Dawkins! like he would have been solar bonded. Okay, what about Caroline and like Damon? Because before he, he uh, she had strong feelings. They weren't good, but they were strong feelings. Was, God, what is the word? Emotions. Raping. Yeah, that's no, probably it. No, the thing the vampire compelled. Compelled. Yeah. Yes, compulsion. Yes, sorry, I was thinking of Mass Effect. I was like, that's <laughs> indoctrination. That's the wrong mind. Good enough. Mind morphing. Anyway, but you know. Before he did that, she had feelings for him, so... But I guess because... What was blood in her body when, uh... She was turned. And I totally... I didn't have romantic feelings for Damon at the time that she turned into a vampire. 
she she yeah. had feelings, which were I, I fucking hate him and I want him to die. Yeah, they were not romantic. They're, they're still strong feelings. That's all they said. Strong feelings. That's think, even uh, more. Everyone's sorry Every single person is sorry. I think the implication yeah. here is that they want us to believe that Damon and Elena have a very special, Bond. super special, totally oh. special, worth focusing on special <sighs> relationship. That's special. How is Damon not sorry to fucking cat? Everybody, everybody on this show would be sorry bonded. That's a really everybody nice on this show should like, be sorry If they want us. To- if they want us to believe that this is because Damon and Elena are like this wonderful, meant to be everything kind of couple, but he has a sire body yeah. total rando girl that he didn't even like that right. much. Exactly. If you're sire body to the little girl from That's a nanny, right. then there's something wrong. Can, can, can we go yeah. back to the Damon and Catherine yeah. thing? Because maybe you could say that he was sire bonded to her. I mean, you could, but the show's not Never, saying ever. Yeah. Never. No, he, could. he didn't always do everything and plus, she wanted. He didn't break the firebomb in that case. Well, well I guess she's then the he... one who breaks it, and I she feel... talked mad shit to him when she got out of the tomb, so. Yeah. You could you could pull this off. <laughs> As you know, talking mad know. shit is I the feel... way to break But the thing is, I would... I feel like if Catherine knew that Damon would do literally everything she said because he could not help it, she would yeah, it exactly. And secondly, though, this is also the kind of show where if they wanted to say something like that, they'd make it as clear as fucking possible. <laughs> they'd spend three episodes talking about it. They're not. They're not leaving a lot to interpretation when it comes to. And you figure out how did Damon break his sire bond with Catherine? It's how much inter- more interesting would it be if he was? Why couldn't like, it be by the, by the laws of sire bond when Elena is like? Grand oh god! Here's the problem because they didn't introduce another vampire friend for Damon until season five. They could have had it so that Damon was like, "Oh, I knew a guy." Exactly, that, that would make more sense. It's still yeah. rare and ridiculous, but at least you could buy yeah. that. But for the same, that wasn't even Sam if it was Stefan, it, it would have made more sense. But for it to be Damon, it's like, well, he just is the same person. And again, Ian Solomonder's eyes very dreamy. But let's be real. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's less than like forty years ago, right, or fifty years ago. That wasn't even that long. Or was it the twenties or when? Was... It, it was like sixty, 60 years. It was like even hundred years ago. Years. Years. someone who's been around since ancient Greece or something. For fuck's sake, Elijah. That would have been Elijah. Elijah, Elijah sorry, Elijah do it. Or Klaus. Obviously, Klaus. Elijah. Well, no, Klaus. Klaus is the hybrid, so we can't use that. But like, yeah, he was also a vampire at one point, right? Or no? He was a vampire. He was always hybrid. He was but I mean, like that before it was a hybrid. A potential oh. hybrid. Right. So that's the whole season two. It was, plot. Once he right, ki- exactly. It's once he killed someone with his vampire and that his werewolf was activated. That's how right. he became hybrid. So I don't know. I think there's at least another person we could have put into play here where they would have. Give us Cole. Give us Cole sire bonding someone. If people love Cole bonding someone, let's give us something like sire bonding someone. But so instead of that kind of bullshit, or even like have Rick come in, like Ghost Rick or something. Shut up, oh, no. Or somebody. Every time Mora, every time Mora mentions Rick, I want to just say Tommy. <laughs> just to be funny. But like, honestly, or somebody's journals about like this history. Like, there are so many other ways they could have introduced this. Then I've also had the same Cyberbond twice. Like it in 1942 in New like, Orleans. You better play the lottery every night because that's ridiculous. Good luck. So instead, uh, you know, he he just kind of was like, oh, haram. Flashback. I guess I have to deal with this whole big drama I've kept secret. Basically, I had this woman hostage for like 80 years or 60 years or whatever it was. Well, he Um, didn't know. He didn't know, but he kind of knew. As soon as he went back there, he went to the same spot. He was like, I bet she'll be here. And she was there eventually. (laughs) No, Stefan said that. He didn't know. Laura, again. No, Stefan said that. I know Stefan said that. But he also goes back there. 
Stephanie has my best uh, line reading in this episode. I forgot how much I love that line. But so, when he goes back there, he definitely feels, like, there's already a, But we're not there yet anyway. When he does go back there, he feels a very strong sense that it might be possible. So, you shouldn't have that strong of a possibility sensing and have just left it to chance that she would have gone away. Like, that's terrible. That poor woman. But so... Yes. So, flashback to to Damon and the girl's name is Charlotte, and she's talking about who she finds tasty, and of course the black guy she finds tasty racism. (laughs) I I was thinking that in that scene, though. I was like, this isn't the most black people they've had on screen at once, and it was the band. I was like, this is infuriating. This shit sucks sometimes. My god. Well, I mean, you got... Gotta choose between the witches or the band. Yeah, and usually so. it's only like a couple at a time. It's terrible. But in this, there's like a whole full band. Everyone's having a blast. And I think it's a, it is the 20s. There's like some ragtime music in the background. 1942. 1942. Still the 40s, ah, Jesus Christ, we, we've done the 20s. I've watched more. 20 episodes today. So. That was the end of the fair in season three, which is a much Great. better episode. <laughs> but so in the 40s, they are all like having a good time. And uh, Damon has a new friend named, I can't think of her name, it's Charlotte? Charlotte, which I literally Charlotte. just said. I kept thinking of the actress, though. Do, do you want me to explain yeah, the scene more? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so Damon's, like, gonna step away for a bit, and he tells Charlotte uh, to protect his drink, and if uh, anyone no can touch mercy. it, show them no mercy. So she she shows them no mercy. She steps away, someone tries to <laughs> take it, she yeah. basically snaps it. No, no! Someone bumps into oh, it. Oh, is that what, what happens? No one's like move over and in his space. What are you? Are you just like looking at pictures of Matt Davis <laughs> while you're supposed to watch episodes, Mora? <laughs> I'm not gonna say no. She is. Uh, she's just got a picture of him taped to the screen now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, Rick, you're so yeah. dreamy. Um, <laughs> oh, Rick, I'm so happy you divorced Lily Sobieski after like two months. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but so yeah, so um, Madeline Zima, who's been in other things, is the as the is the Charlotte in this, and she's kind of just a very like chipper, sweet, innocent seeming woman who just snapped the dude's neck. So it's certainly like okay, really, because she seems hypnotized well, clearly, to me. But she's she's been turned into a vampire because she loved Damon so much, and he's like, sure, I'll do it. And then her her snapping the neck obviously goes part and parcel with being a vampire and having this kind of like crazy like mood swings. But this was definitely a weird. And- like, yeah, he, he knew something was up the minute it happened, and he's like, whoa, what was that about? And she's like, you said show no mercy, and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> something, something went wrong. Something went seriously then, wrong. The present Damon's like, tells stuff, and she went off fatal attraction. And then, so, he said he went to a witch named Valerie Lamarche, who broke the Cyrus, Cyrus Bond. So, they're going to New Orleans, Cyrus Bond. Meanwhile, Everyone's chilling at the Salvatore Mansion, drinking their own champagne bottles. Yeah, okay. They they raided their. And Caroline immediately calls Damon her least favorite Salvatore. I'm like, well, yeah. Why wouldn't he? Uh, have you met Zach? Yes. Lily Salvatore is not exist yet. So. Lily yet. So. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah, that's true. My, my, yeah. Like least least from least to best, I guess it goes. Lily, Zach, Sarah Salvatore. Oh, Sarah! Oh my god, Sarah. I don't know, it goes Lily, Giuseppe, <laughs> Zach, Sarah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it depends on the day of week of the week for Damon and Yeah, Seven. it really depends on what they're doing. But, uh, yeah, so they, they, um, they're, like, boozing it up. It's supposed to be a girls' night in because the guys went down to Nolan's. And they're, they're drinking and dumb. Damon also told Elena to make the place her home. Like, which of course she took literally. That's, that's that. That felt like. A, why do we need to stress that of all things? Like, everything. She's just being a good host. Come on. They keep saying it's not literal, despite the fact it's super well, also, literal. Also, like, it's so literal. to make the place like they're living at home is not that big. It like 
it's literal in this episode, but not. But it's not like yeah. she does anything, especially like making herself at home. She's just hosting it's... this little party there. Like, who cares? Well, because guess... Caroline, I mean, it's, it's saying, not which is, too literal which is when it's... Caroline's like, oh, he did. Did he? He told you <laughs> to make yourself at home? <laughs> is that true? Caroline, just <laughs> calm down. Be subtle. She just needs to calm down. She, she is, is in the right. right that the show like, will no, acknowledge no, no, that. But, like, what's making something, yeah. like, is your own home? Like, setting a fire and then opening a bottle of champagne? Like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I think drinking yes. the but expensive yeah, champagne thing. and wine is, is be, what's being considered the, the, the possible overstep here. Yeah. I don't need to be compelled. Exactly, though. I don't know. I feel like the guys but are... You know how the Salvatores feel about their alcohol, no, But, they, I don't know. But I, they I, only I... drink whiskey, though. When do they drink wine? <laughs> they save it for special occasions, I guess. Like dinner parties. <laughs> but, oh god. But so anyway, they're they're boozing it up. Well, I, I was going to say, Jess, uh, the whole thing about it not being literal, like I would say that with the the werewolf uh, sire bond, but not in this garbage vampire sire bond thing. It's pretty damn literal here. They All need, of it. They need it to be in this well, case. Except, That's why. Except that he's not ordering her to do stuff until the episode. So the whole like not intentionally like, ordering her to do stuff. Which I don't know that it was intentional for him to say that, like you know, make yourself at home, but. It takes it literal, because yeah. that's just the way that this works, I guess. <laughs> I, I, no I felt like in the earlier episodes, they were trying to, like, be subtle about this, and, like, just sort of yeah. have her kind of hang on his every word, but not necessarily subtle. have, like, a thing that would very clearly show that something weird is up, because this did kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it was like, it yeah. went from, she really likes Damon maybe too much now, to she does exactly what Damon says no matter what. She's his, like, verbal slave, which is ridiculous, because that doesn't seem like what she's... She's been arguing with him about certain things up until now. She's not constantly... Like, there are points where he, he definitely, you know, has to put his foot down in, in other episodes, but for the most part, she still has some say in the in relationship and the conversation. It made more sense if she had been, like, doting around and, like, you know, picking up, like, his crumbs after him or something. Or or make... If you're going to do in this episode, you're going to make it more obvious that he's, that he's telling her what to do say something more obvious than make yourself at home. Say, like, yeah, like... Oh, question. Hey, guys, my brother just entered the... Hey, my brother just entered the room. Can we ask him what he thinks about this whole situation yes, real please. quick? Yes, <laughs> please. Hey, Sean. What do you think about the whole Damon Elena Sirebon thing? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> I'll, I'll bump the audio. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he just walked out of the room. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, so yeah, good choice. But so that's pretty much the yeah. Right. So in this, they also bring up the fact that I think it's Bonnie brought off. Brought no, in, it was Carol. He's like, is that Stoner Tea? And I'm like, yes, six 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 Park Avenue okay. represents. I know. What is this? We, we we just watched another episode of a show two weeks ago. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. But it was the Stoner Tea where I guess they didn't even really. Yes, where it, where our, our our lovely Rachel Taylor asked about Cam Cameron Taylor. Chamomile tea. Is this gonna get me high? What are you talking about? Oh, I mean, when when Whoopi Goldberg hands you a cup of tea, it's always a question mark in the end. But uh, so yeah, so they're so they're just like, okay, we're gonna like booze it up. No boys yeah. talk allowed because Caroline Bonnie doesn't want me to, to lay off all the hate. And Bonnie doesn't really know what's going on quite as much as Caroline does because Caroline is Bonnie's too busy with Professor. Yeah, Manchild. and Caroline's a lot more involved with the Stefan stuff, and she's a vampire as well, so it's a lot more interesting to her in that respect, where it's like interesting to, because it's vital to her survival but yeah but we're ramping up to get to the part where we all yeah and bonnie someone. says to her no boy yeah. talk aloud this is gonna be a fun night and you're at first you're like oh this is oh, great bon, like bon. please we needed this this is a breath of fresh air but oh no it's just beginning 
Uh, and they did tell the Stoner <laughs> tea, though, that, that she got from Professor What's-His-Face. And uh, they're in the meantime, they're drinking champagne, and they're having a good time. And there's, like, another couple scenes where they're just, like, like running around the, the, the mansion, like, pointlessly. You mean where they're, they're setting up product placement? Good God. I mean, let's just get to that real quick, because I needed to, when I'm watching that scene, I'm like, why would you record any of the super speed from vampires unless, you, like, it's gonna, like, leak on the internet? It's like, oh, wait, we have to promote this AT&T phone. And I'm like, oh. I, were the, did they so, even promote yeah. the phone? I I'd didn't rather even bing see a logo. something right it's... now. Yeah, yeah, there's a very there's clear an logo. logo. Very good, but it's it's not even that great yeah. lit though. Like if you're really gonna do that, like go for it. They didn't even swing for the fence with that. But they have like a slow mo of of uh, Car- uh Caroline. It's it's uh, Elena running around, and it's like whoa, you can see her super speed. It's so funny. But instead of thinking like this could be my demise, <laughs> they're just like let's slow mo it on on our phones. And uh, so they uh, they kind of are having a good time. So we cut back mean- meanwhile to a lot more sad news where Lexi shows up. <laughs> but it's Lexi not And a phenomenal outfit. Yeah, like I will give not that. undersell that. But it's this is um it's still back in the forties. Sure it's Meanwhile, not the twenties. Charlotte and all the drama. <laughs> it's not the twenties. It's not the twenties, guys. Hey guys, by the way, not the twenties. <laughs> well no, this is the eighties if you listen to Bon Jovi. Oh my god, guys. yes. Um R. I. P. Oh, <laughs> R.I.P. Bon Jovi. Wait a minute. If Bon Jovi dies between now and when this episode ends, <laughs> it'll be a truly spooky Halloween. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it'll be Bora yes. and sad voice in the beginning. Just a disclaimer that we recorded yeah, this right. prior to Bon Jovi's untimely death. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so Lexi shows up in her awesome 1940s gear, and she's talking to please like screen cap that. Yeah, shit. she's talking to it's Damon so about how. Look, I've gotten Stefan to stop being. She's talking to Stefan. Oh right yeah, now because Stefan is practicing his apology to the, Damon. Damon has been estranged from him, obviously, up until this point because of all the the drama of the twenties and thirties. Yeah, yeah, it's twenty years. I always forget what was the Ripper of Monterey stuff. The Ripper of Monterey was I don't because he was he was still ripping it up uh, in the twenties, which is when he met Rebecca. But this is before no, that. it's when he. Yeah, it's once he, kind of right where he met Lex. I actually watched another episode where it flashes back to that, but it was essentially, um, definitely far far into the, the the war because he got a lot of bodies from the war, and then he met her, and she kind of from the minute Lexi met him, she was kind of like rolling her eyes, like "What are you doing?" And she got on mostly no. sober, but was, then no, she went off the wagon. Was, was that the Ripper of Monterey? Was that circus? oh, that was the original yeah, time she met him, right? And then she meets yes, back up with uh, him. Is the rip- the Ripper of Monterey yeah, stuff during the I think stage that's, it, stuff? It starts yeah, in like the 19-teens when they have that flashback. And then he meets Klaus, and then yeah, Lexi yeah, I think it's the same I don't know stuff. why it's Monterey. I only yeah, know I think Chicago. In this, episode, exactly. in this episode, Lexi says something like, it's been 30 years since the Ripper of Monterey, so that'd be 1912. And then he's, but he's been clean and sober off of human blood for 20 years. Yeah. Okay, I remember exactly what it is. It's, uh, it is the same stuff, because that's where she's like, hey, Damon, let's, you know and fuck a bunch of women and then Stefan shows up and David's like hey I can show you how to get this to work but of course Stefan's like nope I'm a ripper whoops so estranged yeah, and, and then in the 20s he's still like a ripper and that's when he meets Rebecca and Klaus right and that yeah. was the the, the ripper in 20s in, the, in Chicago right so it's it's very yeah. very very different than now well even though not that different I guess but he, it's been a bit, and he's now clean and sober because he's. Would you say it's, it's been a while? Been a while. But he's he's met up with Lexi since then, and she's back on trying to get him on a wagon because that's like Lexi's role yeah. in the show is basically his sponsor. I'm, 
Yeah, I'm guessing this is, they got together right after Klaus wiped his mind. Right. And he's like, what the fuck happened? I blacked out so much time. All I know is this waffle of dead body names. Like, whoa. Mm, <laughs> but, uh... Body waffle. <laughs> oh, God. But so... But so he... Yeah. yeah, so he gets... He gets... And Demon, honestly, like, is quick to just be like, hey, you're my brother. We're and back it's in weird, because the Demon and Steph and stuff has always kind of been at odds, because, you know, that's the way the show's set up, is they're at odds. But it's it's odd to me, because they, they always do kind of forgive each other pretty quickly, all things considered. So it's like all this drama built yeah. up around them not speaking for decades at a time, and then when they do talk, they're like, hey, what's up, brother? When you're a vampire, yeah. you know, Bye, being mad at someone for a decade is like being mad at I guess so. You know? <laughs> it's been... <laughs> <laughs> when they when they started the show, there was like this big thing where, uh, you know, Stefan turning David is what made David yes. hate him forever. And then um, since then, they've added like six different flashbacks of them getting back together, then hating one another, like over and over in the, the teens and the 20s and then the 40s and then the 70s. They take turns yeah. about like who hates you yeah. and why. It was a very simple premise. In the initially. 70s. Can you imagine them being Recently like the 90s. angry at each other in the 70s? Like, oh, give me that all day long, please. I'm still honestly bummed for the 90s flashback that we didn't get enough uh, flannel um, step in, like grunt step in. Yeah. I was waiting for that from like season one, and we didn't get enough grunt step in. That would have been the best. Uh, all right, so there's still time. <laughs> there's yeah, still so time. There's still time. Stefan's talking about how he's going to the war, yes. World, world War Two, as opposed to World War One, which is where Marcel went. I'm like, why didn't they cross paths? <laughs> That's why. But so he's going into the war this time in order to pay penance for all the lives he's taken. And right. He like says he's driving an ambulance. He's gonna drive an ambulance. He's gonna go to Egypt. Like Tom Avery. Egypt. 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 It was. I just, like, I, can you imagine <laughs> Stefan Salvatore? It's guys. so good, though. It. It's so good. <laughs> God. Well, we do get to well, imagine, imagine him Tom in that Avery in Egypt. Egypt is still alive. We get to imagine him. Poor Tom Avery. I have already have. But yeah, so. Oh, God. I don't want to know what these dreams are. But, um, so she's, he's ramping up to say sorry to Damon about all the drama that's been going on, and Lex is kind of just there trying to help him, you know, get the confidence up. And when he does eventually go over to him, Damon just sort of lets it go, like it was no big deal. But then Charlotte shows up, like, hey guys, you forgot to get- She's well, super mad as yeah. There's, there's a section like, in between where Stefan goes to the go- get more drinks, and Lexi's like, you can't go with him. Yeah. Oh, right, right. He, she tries to warn Damon yeah. off going with him to the war because he needs time, I guess, alone? Which, I don't... Because, again, last time they were oh, together, right. like... Ever it down. got the Ripper of yeah. Monterey. She says, uh... Yeah, she says Stefan needs balance and restraint so he doesn't go all Ripper Ste- again. Because and then, Stefan and... can only do the bags and stuff like that because if Stefan sees, like, you know, tricks in the day... He does not. Can't really, it. really bonkers. He, he says that being around being around Damon is the opposite of balance and restraint. And so that happens, and then of course, as, almost as soon as they're finished saying that, he comes back with the drinks. Charlotte shows up. She's like, "You were late to dinner, but I brought you something like ready to heat up or something, basically like that." And then he's like, "Wait, what? <laughs> you leftovers? Yeah." And then she like tosses the frozen, dinner. frozen dinner and tosses like a dead bleeding woman right at both of them and of course Stefan reacts reacts like he just took a bullet like it was it was so <laughs> funny his eyes get so big when it's he so touches sweet. the blood i was like is this a special effect no it's- that's just paul wesley like- <laughs> but all paul yeah. but yeah so he he freaks out like cuz he gets blood on his hands and he's like oh my god it's blood 
and goes running basically from the from the area because he knows it's like a weakness for him because there's like a bleeding body right there from the vein and Damon's like oh fuck like I really screwed this one up and uh Charlotte just is still like smiling like what what's the problem I think now is the point where Damon realizes okay this Sirebond shit needs to end this is too bad I need to get away from here and need to let her get back to her life I don't want to keep causing drama of everybody involved with mine um and so he tells her to well, it, I think he goes and sees the witch afterwards. Yeah, the correct? the implication is that the him seeing the witch right, and killing yeah, the twelve later. people takes yes. place between this and the next flashback. Okay, because it's confusing. Because he also tells he spoils it basically and says I told her to count bricks, <laughs> like classically. Well, that's what where we are now. Where was the last place you saw her? Like I told her to count every brick, every building in all of New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah, I mean, he didn't he tell her like every brick in the French Quarter, and she like counted every brick in New Orleans. Or something? I think he says he said yeah. I want you to count every brick in every building in here, or something like like vague like that, and then she mm-hmm. takes it to mean the entire city instead of this block. Because I think when he says it's when the buildings are constantly being like, Terrible. Like, fuck Damon. He meant just the block, it was too much. But he's. He couldn't have thought of a less, like, insane thing to have her do to, like, keep her away. And so he says it to Steph, and he says. He he implies that he said the block, but I think we find out that he was too vague in his very specific Cyberbond wording. And it it made it so that she counted every block of every building in the entirety of New Orleans, which is really sad if you think about it. Remember that David thought he Um, had the witch cast the spell, so this was probably, like, how he decided to distract her while he was doing that. So, it... true. Although he really also didn't follow <laughs> up and make sure that worked. He just kind of like yeah. good enough left the city and was like, he could have been like, hey, chill yeah, in da- your apartment David or something. Is, David like, is a little that... bit uh, uh, bad at follow through. Not, yeah. not really a Very... no. Is he worse at follow through or hiding? <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> He's terrible at following through on hiding things, though. My God, but uh. Fucking soap dish. <laughs> so he, oh my god, fucking soap dish. But um, so he he tells her to count bricks. He goes off to a witch eventually and then makes a deal with her about you know some twelve bodies means that the expression spell makes it so that the sire bond is ended, and he considers it good enough. Whatever, no big deal. Then meanwhile, we get back to the girls where there's they've been kind of booze. No, actually, we oh, are sorry, not where are we at the now? girls. Which Charlotte we showed up at the present day. Oh. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're at Haley actually telling Tyler to be like, be a fucking alpha, get your shit together, and, and it's, it actually backfires. Yeah, because oh, then Kim's like, let's go pick a fight. Like, oh, you're like, if, I didn't hate you already. It's like, because obviously, what she does to pick a fight, I hate you even more. She's garbage. Everything about it's all garbage. You, though. So it's like, yeah. more, you all know that the whole while. alpha thing is bullshit. Yeah, it it's yeah. like just yeah. pop psychology nonsense yeah. that bros have gotten in their heads to allow themselves to be more broy. Oh, you mean Chad Michael Murray? <laughs> For everyone who hasn't listened to our House of Wax oh, episode, uh, you can go back and listen to that and learn about how alpha male is a really important term for Chad Michael Murray. Oh my god. So. <laughs> Jeff Davis. Remember when his, his poor dog had one ball and he was like, because <laughs> it wasn't alpha enough. Uh, yeah, good luck. So, so in so, an episode filled so with shit pop psychology with a supernatural tinge, we get a little bit more. Yes, exactly. And the the, the alpha stuff is sort of just a uh, means to an end to make them all fight, basically. And, and it yeah. works because they're ready to fight. So, back in New Orleans, Damon's, Damon's basically decision is to just lie to Elena about this whole And now, I don't know if we were clear enough, but when, when they start discussing this, they decide to just go to New Orleans so, to talk to the witch, obviously, and other things. But so the brothers are in New Orleans. They're not yes. just talking about when they were there before. Yeah. 
and here's when Charlotte shows up because they talk. She's talking about the, the whole brick thing and how she counted everyone, and she even says she's not crazy, which of course she's not crazy. And then Paul Wesley gives the best line reading of the entire episode when he says, "That's a really long time stuck listening to the same song." <laughs> he just lets it like, linger. The way he's the way he says it, it's basically like Paul Wesley when he's talking about the he's show. So, that, that's he's so that, judgy. That's his line it's, reading. it's so judgy the way he says it too. Like he lets it linger and he stares like. Yeah, and it's like the best. That's, I love Stefan. That's when a being, really long time. Stefan's being like really, really rude like that. It's my favorite. And you only usually get it with oh, yes. like, uh, Ripper Stefan, but I appreciate when you see a little bit yeah. of it. When he's or like when uh, Klaus is like having yes. a dinner party and he, like, he's telling a story and stuff like, I don't, I don't want to be here. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Stefan is so, is so, he makes fun of it in, in, in other episodes as well, where he's like, you, you want to see the little broody eyebrow thing? Because that's kind of Stefan's role is to be the angel compared to Damon Spike, if you want to put it that way. But it's so much fun when you're like, oh my god, yeah, he has a sense of humor and he has great, like, personality too. He just has to trample it down a lot because he's always so brooding and, and you know, guilty about everything. <laughs> Which is understandable. But, um, yeah, so if I want to see okay. super boring. Yeah. Are, are we done with the scene, guys? Because we have yeah. to talk. Oh, yeah. Everybody else. Yeah, really so, so, do we want to stay on the scene and then, like, then not go to the we next scene? We have to, we'll tell you. <laughs> we have to power through. I mean, let me see. Yeah, she counted every brick, so that sucks. See how literal the goddamn Cyberbond yeah, is? We need, to, we need to move on to the, probably one of the worst scenes in the show. I would say probably, for sure, the worst scene in the show. Where it, It's the worst scene yeah, of the series. Where the girls are all commenting on the fact that you know, all this drama is so weird, I can't believe it, blah, blah, and, and Elena's just kind of like, whatever, it's no big deal. By the way, I slept with, that, or I slept with uh, Damon, no big deal. Well, is it, well, Caroline is still hitting on Damon, and, like, they're all drunk, because, again, they're all drinking their, their own personal bottles of champagne. Yeah, which is great. And she talks, he, 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 like, she just calls him a man whore, pretty much. And it's like, say what you will about Ripper Stephan, because, again, Caroline hasn't really dealt with Ripper Stephan. No, not so. the point. And now, yeah. I, I have a question though. Then, did they screwing a bunch of people what? is definitely worse oh. than slaughtering a bunch but, of people? Although obviously, okay. even slaughtering more people in this town than Stephen has, like none of them have really seen Ripper right. Stephen. And as far as they know, it's At a little all. bit much to be claiming one versus the other because they don't know anything of the history of them really. No, no they've, they've, they've seen some Ripper Stephen stuff because remember they went to hunt how... him down when they, yeah. he was they, with Klaus, they don't know how so they saw like the headless body. But he was also compelled by Klaus. That's different than like being himself or something like choosing to be. Plus he wasn't in, in town. Like he wasn't killing their friends yeah. at this point. Like he didn't get to that point. Yes, David has killed enough people they know and again, you have Caroline who is like living example well, of what David yeah, has done. And the, the weird part This is the problem with the scene is that what Damon did to Caroline was he compelled her and raped yes. her and abused her. It's not like yeah. repeatedly for a whole season. He abused her physically, emotionally, he Erased memories, did all kinds of stuff. And they, they are aware of this. They are very much aware of this because they kept trying to get their friend out of this abusive relationship before they even knew what vampires were. And then when were. she became a vampire, all the memories that he had compelled away came back, so she also dealt with that as well. Not on the fact, only on the fact was that she was a vampire course. now. That's also its own But whole they never thing. say this. Um, this is the thing. She hates Damon. That's they the thing. She, they the dance around it. Just, She'll well, work with Damon. the crux of the scene yeah, is that Elena just says to Caroline, well, what made you? What? Why did you jump right into bed with Damon as soon as you met? Yeah. Him? I'm like, yeah. What the fuck? I was like, that's just pause and like, think about that, everyone. Like, I remember like watching it and pausing it and being like, "Listen, bitch," because 
And she knows that. Well, well, That's I mean, the thing. I, I just re- have been rewatching it, and Caroline did hook up with Damon of her own free will initially. It's what he did afterwards, or during, and then yeah, afterwards. Yeah, but, right. but before they even have but sex is when did, he, like, attacks her. I've, like in bed, yeah, but he, right? But, he didn't but the, the issue is that they they're not sex. mentioning that this is the problem. I'm, well, I'm pretty sure he did because no, he didn't. <laughs> they, they get to bed, he attacks her, like the, like at the end of the episode when he attacks her in bed. And I'm assuming to not be like, hey, don't run away or don't scream. He compelled right. her before they had sex. I think he does, it's, but I think she did. She wanted to have sex with him, and so he once they actually started. Yeah, it's, to have it's sex, like as they're doing their Vampire off. Diaries clothes tearing off foreplay thing. Here's the thing, yeah, which means that but, essentially but, they I mean, have I think sex. Whether whether she was compelled they're getting, they're or naked, not, they're, it is yeah, still home. a horrible thing to say. It's just what level of horrible that is. Because either if right. she was compelled, then yeah, that's a horrible thing to say because you're basically telling your friend that she slept with a guy who raped her. If she was not compelled, then you're just calling your friend a slut for having sex with an attractive man. <laughs> so either way. And- well, yeah, it's well, it's, it's, it's also it's exactly how long did it take Elena anyway to hook up with Stefan? Like, even if like, you know, it's, it's like, not absolutely. Even if he didn't rape her the first absolutely. time, he definitely raped her after the first yeah, time. Yeah, it's and it's also that oh, well, yeah, it's, Caroline is not allowed to say what the problem is. So Caroline's complaint about Damon is not that, this guy is an abusive rapist. Caroline's complaint about this season goes out of its way to make like Damon like quote-unquote, like, a love interest that we can supposedly root for despite the fact that there's so much awful baggage, and they will just ignore that awful baggage. But they don't ignore it because Caroline still hates him, so the yeah, audience a... knows why Caroline hates him. So, yeah, the audience, him. it's like an we unspoken know that thing. this is yeah. actually about hey. sexual assault, and, and not, the writers don't let Stephen the Moore. show acknowledge this. Like, they can do two things that make this work. They can acknowledge it and try to say, you know, magic thing, he got his soul back, whatever, you know, that works. Or you can just pretend the Damon of the first six episodes is a different character, which is what it's done so far. Like, it basically, that Damon is gone. He does not, like, control birds or do the fog thing or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's like this is something that. that has been wiped from memory, mm-hmm. but they allow Caroline to bring that up without confronting And what's it. upsetting, so they yeah. choose the worst possible path. Yeah. What's upsetting is the writing not, in yeah. no way acknowledges that what Elena says is super fucked up. They make Caroline look like the bad guy. Car- yes, exactly. Caroli- yeah, Elena Caroline apologizes at the end. Caroline apologizes at the end. At no point in this episode is it acknowledged that that's a terrible thing that Elena said. That's the problem. And at least make it, if, if it is, if you're gonna if you're going to make her that much of a bitch to Caroline lean into the whole Firebond thing a little bit more because clearly Charlotte was acting pretty crazy on defense of Damon, so maybe you could try and claim that was more... And I guess maybe that was well, whole partly supposed to be that way, that she was being overly defensive because that's her sire. But, like, there's just no recourse for it at all. Like, they don't ever, like, address it because now that they... If I didn't ever said they all know she's the sire and they all know all this shit with the sire bond, she should go back to Caroline and say, sorry, I was acting like such a bitch earlier. I couldn't believe I just said that to you. It's disgusting. No, never addressed. Just kind of swept under the rug, same way all of season one Damon was, which is not very fun because that's someone you're supposed to be rooting for, and someone who's a very entertaining and interesting character. But it's just hard to do when they keep bringing up these these parts and then never well, stop addressing the them. hard thing. The hard thing for me isn't that they aren't addressing it because I can think of so many shows where like the season one characterization 
of someone is vastly different than, you know, four or five seasons later, and you just sort of accept that you have to accept that they, you know, evolved in their character, they, how I wanted to write the character, the character they wanted to be. The problem is that they keep having him backslide exactly. into it's his horribleness anytime they need some sort of conflict. So every time you think that maybe she is learning to be less scummy, <laughs> he reverts Tenfold. back to just to season yeah. one. Damon, the only time this happened is season six where he finally like grew up as a person. The thing is, like, you, you can't use the whole, like, uh, yeah, first season doesn't get characters just don't matter because Vampire Diaries is such a serialized show that, like, despite all the nonsense they feed us in season four and five, like, those past things oh, I'm not do sure matter. I'm just saying, even and if then, you I'll said... Okay. I, know, I, I, know, I know that. But yeah, but then it's like the show wants it to not matter with Damon in this instance. Like, no, you okay, can't say you everything say, else matters but not that. A pretty even big if you thing say that the Damon, the Damon that compelled and or compelled Caroline is a different Damon than we have now, what about Andy Starr? He's not a different Damon. Exactly. Yeah. R.I.P. baby oh, girl. Man. Yeah. She's always a star to me. Pour one out to Andy Starr. I'm still mad at Stefan for killing her. Yeah. Like, I, I still haven't forgiven Stefan for that. Everything. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's House of Lies' fault, but <laughs> House of Lies. Fuck that it's, it's House so of Lies' hard. fault. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, at least she was the best part no, of that but damn show. They told me that Vampire Diaries has no concept of how to handle rape or sexual assault. No, at all. They have no the concept of how to handle their one of their male love interests I mean, to, to get to that point. I mean, I'm fine with just saying that the first five episodes of Damon were gone. Like, that was just kind of, they... You saw the entire rest rest of the first season. Every crappy thing you did And season two, every tantrum he has. That still feels like it's the same character. Like, that feels like it's a consistent thing where this is, um, I think, sort of, the the broke... The broken... broken guy who lashes out but has a decent heart somewhere then maybe that's worth it and maybe it's not in the vampire diaries is always going to be on the it's worth it because he's our breakout star and that's fine like i i can live with that i just can't live with it like pretending that those five episodes did happen sometimes but not actually confronting them because like this is something that we do is as fans of serialized works is like we have to put up with how these things change we have to put up with how these things get ignored and if the show wants we have to put up with season six and seven of <laughs> I was gonna say that I'm like you know I I hate a lot of Buffy and I don't I don't like the writers for a lot of things I did but it's amazing to think of like that being a better way of addressing something compared to another show because. At least that had consequences. Well, this never my, did. And that's and to say a lot. My issue is the writers do it, good, and then the fans do it, too. And I have no problem with if you love Damon as a character. I love Damon as a character, too. But I also am able to acknowledge everything that Damon has done wrong. And Damon has done terrible things. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people on this show have done terrible things. So it's okay to like him, yeah, but it's not okay. 90%. It's not okay to sit there and excuse the bad things or to pretend or hate they Caroline never happened. for the things that Damon did to her. Yes, please. Oh god, the, the quote-unquote fan reaction after oh. this episode, guys. Caroline, what a bitch, am I right? Like, yeah. Okay, exactly. And 90% of the main cast are serial killers, so, you know, you gotta at least give them that, but it's like, 
at least with the stuff is outside of the killing, because the killing part you have to kind of take off the table, because that's just every episode, basically, for most of the first couple seasons. But, like, my god. But season four and five were peak, we're not going to address the fact they're all serious. Caroline just, like, randomly kills 12 witches, and it's like, oops, how adorable. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Wah, wah. Uh, but yeah, so in, in this part, we kind of, we get the sniping between the girls, and they kind of just write it off like, oh, it's just us being bitchy, instead of actually addressing the real stuff that gets brought up. And, well, unaddressed stuff that gets brought up, because they don't even really give it a, a name, or let like, them say it out loud. It's horrible. And the thing is, like, uh, because Caroline brings up the whole Sire thing, and Lillian's like, no, that's not true, but it is true, and yet, Caroline's the one apologizing. That's insane. It's, it's really that's- gross. And so, they kind of, that whole... I mean, not even how to move on from that, but they basically my, kind of just table. My notes literally say in all caps that the biggest thing in my notes is Damon raped her and abused her physically and emotionally. What is Say it out loud, everyone? Joe. Well, they will not say it out loud. Just do it. Say it, Joe. This used to be, like, at this point, it was like, this used to be a show that wasn't afraid to just, like, say shit and, like, go there. And this is, like, them clearly just Fingers not crossed. wanting to... Not- Rock there the are both in the show. Maybe they, they could address it later on, but it definitely was not addressed in this yeah. episode, even though it was like that. In an organic way to get Damon and Elena together, which was actually, that was always my problem, especially like around season two and season three. I'm like, how do you get Damon and Elena together? Because I don't see like Damon taking her to the movies or on a real date. This was the way to get Damon and Elena together, and it was as inorganic as I expected it to be. Right. And it's trash. They just waited till college, and then they're both attracted people who wanted to fuck. That's basically what could have happened. That's what eventually did work for them. When they got to season six, they were just, hey, we're both good people. Season six was the most organic thing of it, and then it began with Lena losing her memories. They definitely, um, they should have waited, and they should have stopped doing the thing with the thing where he just keeps going back to being the crazy murder psycho. Yeah, there's a tantrum every time he gets in his way. Well, just though, his emotions are heightened. (laughs) Well... But so they they kind of just bitch back at each other back and forth and then cut back to to Damon and Stefan like that was no big thing that just went on which is really one of the more gross aspects of the show at large instead they just kind of brush it under the rug because Again, yeah. that's another thing yes they gotta go get some magic from no. Rollins uh so they even though as we learned in the original not all witches are black people just on the vampire not on this show not on this show my god. But oh, yeah, so they're they're like back in the Nolans trying to figure out what the hell's up. You don't, <laughs> don't ever say that. I know, I know. But I mean, before you said you said you said New Orleans at one point. I'm like, that needs to stop too. <laughs> but so they're in New Orleans and they go and talk to Val. I think it is Tara's mom from yeah. True Blood, and she's the. That's how you. If this already wasn't a terrible episode, you have a True Blood cast member in the show. Like yeah, this is awful, really awful, awful, so awful. Which who is not the same witch that Damon met before, but he's, like, suspicious of her, basically. Because he... She's black. She's black. Of course, Damon's suspicious of her. Fucking ridiculous. Like, it's such uh, an yeah. easy thing for the show, the trope of all of them being suspicious of black witches. Like, it feels really gross a lot of the time. Like, it's really ridiculous. It's like, when they introduce a new black character, it's basically like, are they a witch? Question mark? Because nine times out of ten, they are. Yes. Um... Yeah, they're, like, they're ethnically ambiguous, and they're they a werewolf. They could be either a witch or a werewolf. Who knows? But so, oh. in this... Remember that time Klaus had, like, one white man witch, and it's like, where, where's this guy kind of <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with him. But yeah, so she... she God, she's, like, this, like, shop owner slash magic uh, peddler who tells him, like, basically, that kind of magic doesn't really go here. I just do, quote-unquote witchy woo-woo for the tourists. So it's like, no. For all the white folks. And so they're kind of like, 
There's also a Hurricane Katrina backstory in this. I'm like, Torch. We need that. I mean, we need that. It's we do need that one. It could have been a 9/11 backstory. They should acknowledged. Where did Charlotte go during Katrina? Because she can't count bricks during her. I was thinking the same thing. Okay, I didn't want to make that terrible joke, but I'm like, maybe when Damon left and he heard about Katrina. He figured he cut his losses and she was just gone, which is terrible, but I feel like that was probably something that was pretty much. But so, so they, they're trying to get this information from this woman, but she says, by the way, that's what she says, yeah. took out all my, my grandmom's, well, great-grandmoms or something? She, she alludes with someone being older, I guess, um, took out all of her stores and had all the, she basically says the sentence, like, if it ever existed, it's gone now. And it's just like, oh no, he's screwed. And Damon's just kind of like, oh shit. So he goes back, this, this is my notes where I'm just like, this bitch is back to counting bricks now. And then they have this terrible, I feel so bad for this actress. I, she's been another thing, but I, I like her a lot. But she's counting bricks with like a finger out, like a little kid. I'm like, oh, I don't need this. I don't want to watch this poor woman. Like, it's, she's poking out like one, two, three in the background. I'm like, oh my God. At least give her some kind of like agency. She For a minute, it seemed like she was doing it in her spare time. Now it seems like she's doing it because she's just like obsessed with Damon again, which is, I guess, the whole point. But so she's in the background counting things. He's like, uh-oh, we got to figure this out because I can't leave her here again. And uh, we find out now that the bond affects how you act, not how you feel. So that's where that's introduced, essentially. <laughs> and uh, he decides to go back after this. This is more of him and Stefan, like, having a conversation about it. It was completely relevant. Oh, guys, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm, like, on the Vampire Diaries uh, wikia for Charlotte. And, like, one of the bullet points points out, like, yeah, she's still, like, in the French Quarter, right? So... What's been going on with her, like, during the originals? I don't... At one point, like, Francesca orders all the vampires leave the quarter, so just, like, the witches or werewolves, they well, kill her. she's free. Them. She should get the fuck out of it, New Orleans. That, like, that's, like, the b- biggest piece of bullshit, like, unsiring possible. And also, like, we learned that unsiring doesn't really work until, like, you turn off their humanity. That's what we learn later. Right. So, she's not unsired yeah. at all. I hate this whole so, I hate this so episode. I hate this terrible. season of television. But so that the, the guys are talking about it, they're they're kind of like unnerved, and it, it occurs to Damon that maybe this witch is not who she said she was because it seems like there's other things at play here. I don't even remember most of the conversation because yeah. it's mostly more about Sire stuff. Oh, also, Seven, Seven realizes that Damon killed those oh, right, 12 in order to get to work. And, and he's like, but it didn't even work. And he'll do it again. And so he goes back to her. The, the woman at the shop. Well, after well, we have we have one of the like the handful of Tyler Elena oh, scenes. Like, yeah. inch- like, oh my god! <laughs> we Caroline. forgot the point. Oh yeah, guys, there's this little point where Caroline gets kidnapped by the hybrids. Whatever. <laughs> That's why I hate Kim. Like, if I didn't hate her before, like yeah. she kidnapped she Caroline, so like, but she got And of course, to go. in order to try and get her out, they're all like, because they're vampires, they can easily put up a fight. But they're like, one bite from a hybrid, and you're all dead. It's like, oh, I don't know. So they let her go. And then she goes off to find Tyler. It's all it's all Elena's fault anyway. She was kicking yeah. him out. Yeah. So Tyler is gonna help them find them. Talking to Elena for like the first time, probably the season. They never get seen. It's like that that scene where she's get the flashback to Elena dying. It's, and they're like, wait a minute, this yeah. is the most they've had a conversation of the entirety of the it's, show. Like, it's weird. They never speak. Yeah, right? it's weird. Like, like, just think about it in the context of season one. He's the best friend of her ex boyfriend, like her boyfriend of like years, like. And they never interact. Bizarre. It's very bizarre. They interact maybe like once when he's she's like going to the Founders Day party and he's there because his parents are. Because at first, Tyler's yes. like, "Oh, you and my best friend broke up, and I have to pick a side." Blah blah blah. But like, you could think that knowing Tyler and how he's a dick, he would intentionally be a dick to Elena. And then all he becomes the like best friends with Jeremy at one point too. So it's like, well, this doesn't make. Then sense. he starts dating Caroline. Like, 
Why are you not interacting with Elena? What's the story? Is this like an Archie Juliana thing? Alright, um, so, so yeah, so then, so they're, the high of emotions, blah blah blah, uh, so they're back to talk to the, the, the witch, witch again, and this time they're like, we're not falling for this shit, you're secretly the- You call me the witch? No, I- <laughs> You can just say Tara's mom for two blood, no, you're like- No, I said the witch! <laughs> You said okay. bewitched. Alright, I'll go back to the tape, but I maybe I did. No. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they go back to talk to her, and there's, like, this terrible flashback of something out of, like, Psych, where they're like, I knew it was secretly you the whole time. You were the granddaughter! And then it's, like, flashback to, like, her as the granddaughter, no, she's, like, coloring. She's writing her book. name over and over, okay. and then we see that Damon remembered and, like, saw the little girl who was writing her name over and over, and that's how I knew that it was her, because it was the same name. That's some good sleuthing there, Damon. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, it's like, I got a psych. It's like, all I was missing was, like, the, the, like, the one little bit of it, like, lighting up. <laughs> like, a clue. Oh, God. But so he's like, it was you all along. And she's like, it was me. And she's like, I'm not telling you anything. And he's like, look, I really need to know. It's important. And she just, like, lets it go. Like, it was no big deal. And she's like, that's very dark magic. I don't do that kind of shit, though. It's called uh, expression. But- yeah, we do call it expression, by the way. <laughs> File that away for tomorrow's episode. Wink, wink. Yeah. But, um, so he's just like, okay. but he's, And then she explains all the, the 12 people dying, all that shit again. And, uh, there's, there's like, a really, like, terrible line reading here, but I love it again, because I just love having Stefan with emotions. So, uh, Paul Wesley says back to that, like, when she says we call it expression, she's like, <laughs> uh, is that like black magic? <laughs> like it's so bad, and he just like they they need to spell it out for them. And uh, she's like, yes. It uh, is. No, she's like, no, it's worse <laughs> than black magic, out. and I'm black, so I know it. And like, what is going on here? Yeah, I, yeah. I hope I hope it's that horrible. Paul Wesley read the line badly because he realized just how off kilter that is to actually say to, given this show's racial A politics. Black witch? Yeah, or in this show, which at all, it's terrible. Like, so then, so then, it's more about like you know, okay, we got to figure out how this is gonna work. Do we have to kill twelve people? Is that something to do? I don't know. And of course, Damon's like, oh, maybe I don't know. And so they they figure out that they need to go back to Charlotte and just tell her it's over, end it, end of conversation, like go away. Basically, they figure it out. It's it's sad, but it's true. They're very desiring if exactly. was and the poor girl just again used strictly as an object because she's only there to prove a point and so when they go back to her they decide to you know the heightening of emotions thing just they gotta figure out how to get rid of her um and in the meantime tyler uh is now threatening because he he used alpha originally this girl threatening him made her challenge his alpha hood or whatever bullshit that was she's just a punk and he's like look i gotta call it like i see it like you're being a bitch and i'm alpha that's appropriate like, uh i don't take you very seriously tyler and he's i'm excited to read your spec script first <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey you're being a bitch i'm Nolan. A- it's me, Damon. How do you do it? <laughs> but yeah, so so Tyler, in order to you know assert his dominance, sticks a hand in her stomach and threatens to pull her my problem out with this in front of everybody. Everyone's like, oh, guy fuck. 
towering over no towering over a woman sticking his hands over and over Yeah. Like, she's a bitch, and he needs to be the alpha in the situation. Fine. Those are those are circumstances that don't really matter. Gender aside, that was just something that the plot of the episode needed. But to make it all it's, about him doing that to her, that it did not on her knees, and then everybody else gets to their knees. Was rebelling. Yeah. It could have yeah, been, exactly. like, the Adrian-Kim like thing could have been flipped, it is so gross. But speaking of Adrian, he's like, when she's torturing uh, Kevin, he's like, Klaus isn't gonna like this. It's like, yeah, Kim, you're number two fucking still is sire bonded what is it what is her plan like take over and then have a bunch of sire bonded people attack klaus because your plan's gonna fucking fail immediately she's idiot. gonna turn on you the second you see klaus I think, like I think stupid she like, what does she think that they're doing here how how besides turning I don't there's no other way they found there's, there's literally <laughs> only one way <laughs> i know here does the show though, Jess. My that's what I'm mad about. The scene is that Tyler doesn't know where the heart is located. <laughs> no, I think he's going for her gut. Honestly, he does like, say I'll rip her heart out. Messy. Like, uh, <laughs> he could do that after the gut. Where's I miss Mason Lockwood, guys? Yep. So he sticks a hand in her. She just is sort of like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like crying, and then he just lets his hand go. He's like, see, I had a teacher elected, but I love you. And everyone's Bad like, dad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he does not say that. He does not say but that. But he's now the well, alpha again. Terrible. And everyone's on I, their knees. I, terrible. I think there's also the issue where, like, she said that they were doing this to, to be about choice early on. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's actually a good point. And then... But yeah, it's about choice. But, but then, but the then, like, it makes this big positive deal, like in its form of how good it is that Tyler has saved Caroline and stopped these werewolves. And it's just, it's like, is, is this actually something that we should be celebrating? Apparently, I don't know. It's apparently werewolves don't like free will, which is what I like determined from every because season. Honestly, of the that is like, true. Season- they want to be ordered around. They want a king and a queen, basically. They want Jackson's gravity boy. It's a whole, it's a whole dog thing. I, I mean, right. I hate to do it, but like that's it's like Chewie. Pack, Chewie clearly wants an alpha. They're, they're pack animals. Uh, be the uh, alpha, Latoya. Be the alpha. I am. I'm rubbing his belly right now because it's a good alpha. Because there's no need. Vampires aren't pack. They're independent. That's the whole point. Yeah. But like only. It's a thing with hybrids only, I guess? No, they're, oh, technically the alpha thing should apply to werewolves at large. I mean... No, I mean, sire bond is oh, only yeah. things sire uh, hybrids, not... Uh, not yeah, yeah. I, it has I, like, control over you, and there's no need for that biologically with vampires. Yeah, because you know? you're, you're so thankful yeah. to them that you allow them to control you. Yeah. Here's the thing you're, you're only going to hear me say once in the context of this show... Is, and that is True Blood did it better. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. That is the only time I will say that in relation to those two shows, but True Blood did it much well, better. And, and that's not the even between like, uncommon the in vampire lore yeah, for there to be a bond between and everything. vampire, like the person who sired you, and, but the way it's just sort of like thrown about like forces into, into the show. Yeah. And they're all yeah, and there's all these hoops to jump through once they get well, there. Well, and because yeah, exactly. in True Blood, it's part of the mythology exactly. from the beginning that the there is that bond. And there's and even like Buffy. Yeah. Buffy's sires are like your dad. Yeah, but you don't have a you. The only bond you have 
on Buffy is an no, emotional. Well, you might want to bone. No, actually, you do want to bone them on Buffy. It's, it's more like it's just like your I don't know. It's like your your mentor, I guess. Just yeah. Like your professor. They're yeah. your hot professor sometimes, or just your friend. They're your Giles. The Giles. The Giles of the group. Or you're a yeah, They're the Ricks. They're the Ricks. Where it's like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, I guess I'll be your 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 cyberbonded whoever, and then you just happen to either fall in love with them or just consider them. I, I kind of look a mentor in some cases. Right, all I mean, sires have the, the you know, romantic relationship to create the cyberbond. Like it's yeah. It's Whereas in this, it clearly does. Right. I think that there's also an issue that this show has, for whatever reason, it really likes mind control. Yeah. And it really doesn't like going into the implications of what mind control means mm-hmm. for its characters or for anything. Like it like with the Damon and Caroline thing, it is it trying to say that it doesn't count if it's in compulsion because like I don't know. But it keeps introducing new forms of mind control. It introduces the originals can compel other vampires. It introduces that there's these sire bonds where Klaus can control his hybrids and Damon can control Elena and these things don't help its story. Like, this story is at its best consistently when it's about the characters exercising mm-hmm. free will as opposed to having that taken away. So when we talk about the dinner party, which I think is pretty clearly acknowledged as the pinnacle of the show, and you have Elena stabbing yes, herself, sure. like, this is, this is like existentialism in a nutshell where the only thing the only choice that she can have is everyone else says we have no choice the only choice she has is suicide and that is an effective choice for getting out of whatever this is this is her exercising free will when everyone else is saying that she doesn't and this is the good thing this is when the show is at its best well that's the problem that happened here after elena became a vampire is she went from a character who had agency and made choices to a character that things happened to yeah. Instead of her doing the one. Yeah. You know. And it and it's especially tough in this episode because if when you when you're not looking straight at the the core of that terrible mind control with the, with the Cyrobon stuff, you have to turn to the other side. And you see the alpha stuff. It's like you can't get away from it here. Every aspect of it is about hierarchy and like bullshit. Other and, people and controlling kind of your pain, controlling your. Yeah, and it's not interesting to have characters do things that you're not even watching them choose to do. Like maybe for a little bit of an episode, fine, but. For it to be the entire plot of not just this episode but several episodes during the arc, no, thank you. Like that's boring and and sad to be honest. I don't want to watch my characters be manipulated by people for that long if it's not even a villain doing it. It's just there's one. Unless it's April Young, our <laughs> beloved April Young. Young. Oh my god! Has anyone seen Rebecca? Oh, Rebecca. But yeah, so so they find out it's it's called expression, all that kind of stuff. Tyler's back in charge, and. Uh, he at this point we go back to Damon and and uh, Charlotte where he abandons her promptly. Um, it is very it is very sad. The scene I think it's really depressing because it's just like well, the worst of Damon. On the other hand, he kind of just he, you're, you're getting from him. He's trying to. He barely seems like he's no, trying, he's honestly. Straight up killing her. Because if you can't break the sire bond, yeah, your other choice is killing the person. So, well, that too, yeah. Kill yourself, like we saw Elena ready to do, but he will never make that sacrifice. Uh, oh, maybe I don't know. It's too early to tell, but um, I guess he kind of did in season five. I don't know. Anyway, so he he decides to like peace out, and he's gonna go fight in the war along with uh, Stefan. But uh, Lexi interrupts and says, like she said before, get the hell out of here. He has to be alone for this. 
We do get a nice scene where we have uh, Paul Wesley in his World War II garb, Howdy. which is always nice to look at. But uh, oh, speaking of these flashbacks, Damon's like oh, flashback here yeah. is so entirely it is. It's so weird hair. to watch. This is not like the mullet that started season three. Yeah, although his his that his, his uniform is he's like swimming in it. It's really awkward looking. When you cut the stuff and it's like Aww. oh my god, he fits this way better. But uh, so there he's like waiting for the train and uh, Lexi's like get out of here. Um, and it's sad because you're seeing like something that Damon's done throughout the whole series kind of be made into almost like a, a not his choice as well. Like it's also kind of on Lexi. Yeah, Lexi tells but Lexi. Poor Stefan's like, where's Damon? But Lexi knows at this point that Damon has just murdered twelve innocent people. Oh yeah, she says that right. Yeah. She so- and Damon would totally, even if he hadn't, he would totally be killing people in Egypt, like, no, yeah. or at least eating like dead right. people. Right. Like, There'd be like time. wounded soldiers, and he'd be like, "I need a bite." It's right. right. So I, I just so, want to talk about yeah. why this is like the only episode where I don't like Lexi. Yeah, oh, explain yourself, Rowan. Like in every <laughs> other episode, Lexi is a good friend who is around to like party with Stefan in a way that like says, "Here, you can have fun, but you're also, you know, still able to be." a good person while you're doing this. So Lexi is a blast. Here, she just comes in and gives orders and she turns into Marge Simpson. She's the voice of reason and that's her primary reason for existing and that's just not really what I get excited about Lexi for, except the outfits. She is definitely kind of like a warm body, not, no pun intended, but... Speaking of Lexi being a warm body, the next flashback with her, I right. believe, is the that, one where she fucks Damon. Oh God, one, it is. That one has other oh, issues. No. I, I, will, I, I also want to give a shout out to the end of this season, the, the last episode when all the people come back to life, which is... You mean the one where I get so furious no, the show five. didn't bring her back? Season five's the one where they can all be resurrected. Season four oh, yeah. is the one where their ghosts Sorry. are like, real for a bit. Oh, right, they're all just, like, yeah. helping Oh, yeah, her. definitely. That's phenomenal. Yeah. And then I cry because Anna got no, back no, with that's her mom, and I, like, sob like yeah. a baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ, four what is four, the then? Where they what drop is four? The and Bonnie has to become the anchor again. But four wow. is the one where Stefan and Lexi uh, are just sitting around drinking, and Damon's like, hey, we have to go help stuff. And oh! Stefan's like, oh, should I go put on my hero hair? And Lexi actually, like, post-death, finally encounters Damon and finally gets her shit out with Damon, she's, like, ready to kill him. I don't recall her getting her shit out, though. I, I recall That's them, like, the driving the and then her the start of the episode. I don't recall her getting her like, shit out with Damon. She goes and grabs Damon by the throat and she's like, oh, I can kill you very easily and I probably should. And it's great. We've been waiting for this for three fucking years. Honestly, she probably. I thought should, that was but... another thing where the show, like when you were saying before, Rome, where you wish that they could just throw away the first five episodes. I think them killing Lexi was one of those things they did because they needed the shock value, and then they realized like it's oh, honestly shit. she was like a really great it's writer. The, it's the most upsetting thing, but like it's the most important thing to let you know what the Agreed. show really so it's, is. It's, it's not just Twilight the TV it's show. Tough. It's like it's like literally killing one of the people that that both need to be killed, but also shouldn't be killed. But it's so obvious, it's kind of they, and it's obvious they realized how great Lexi is because they bring her back bring her whenever back. they possibly can. Constantly. It, yeah. yeah, it's both the Lexi thing and the Vicky thing, those are the two things that are like, hey, this is what the show really is, not what you just assume it is. Yeah. But like, it's yeah, it's, it does. It's also it does. worth comparing and to Rose, who actually got like a goodbye episode. We don't feel like we needed right. more Rose. Like, yeah. it's cool the one time she comes back or whatever. But I don't have any, like... Exactly. 
even though she's team Damon, like a which is insane. Actually, like, not like, but, but just like that you know, at all. It's like we got a goodbye with her. She filled her like dramatic purpose in entirety. Oh yeah, she got a beautiful but goodbye. Lexi is just like taken out right as we're like, hey, this character's kind of whoa, and so they have to keep bringing her back. Yeah. And then in season five, they completely missed their chance to bring her back full time, which I will never understand. But like, do you think it was just the show's decision, or do you think that Ariel Kebble was like, nah? I don't know. I- I feel like at that point in her career, because this is pre, obviously, pre Unreal and pre Ballers, I guess. Like, this seems like she would be like, "Yes, I want to be back on the show," but I don't, I don't know. They brought Rick back, so they could have brought Let's her back. Well, he, his show had just gotten canceled, though, so they were like immediately, "We're they, we they can't also get brought him back. Tyler back." And I think it was fairly clear to just about everyone that Tyler was a dramatic non-entity at this point. Tyler never even like really left. It, it like, made me why? concerned that. Michael Trevino had signed some kind of contract for life where he could not escape even if he wanted to, and they also had to keep bringing him back whether there was storyline or not. So when he finally yeah. left at the end of season six, yep. I was like, yeah. good on you, Trevino. You finally escaped your blood. But then he showed him get picked up. So no, 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 no. He's just <laughs> purring, so I don't even know. He might come back. And... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Yes. Them, like, In a word, yes. Reciting... Constantly reciting with Trevino makes it th- must me think that, like, yeah, they see what we see in Trevino, but at the same time, to, they never yeah. do like, the work that would make you think that. For him that's worth his time. That's well, the problem. I mean, one of the issues with this kind of show is that you have so many storylines happening so quickly that characters run out with what their storyline can be. And the show either has to figure out a new storyline for this character to be in, or recycle the same one, and both of those are almost always going to be significantly weaker than what's come before. So you really need to have new characters yeah. who show up and help things out. And I think that through seasons... R.I.P. Liv. Through seasons four and five, live. they weren't doing that. They were no, they were they just trying to do new things with Caroline or Bonnie. Like, how many times has Bonnie had to find a new way to do magic? Like, this is not, a, this is not an interesting thing for it to keep doing. Pretty much, yeah. And, um, so... I'm still, like, I spent most of the original season one being like, oh, this this expression stuff is finally gonna, like, come through. It's finally gonna matter. Because for the majority of originals, it seemed like the magic the witches were using was expression. But it's like, nope. It was just different magic completely. It's like, well, then we really wasted an entire season on this garbage okay, expression. So Tyler is probably the best example of this, because in season one, he didn't really have much, but it was kind of building to something. In season two, it's built. He gets stuff to do. He gets to be a three-dimensional character. He gets to have agency. He gets to do all this shit. And then he's just kind of there. And the show has a really bad problem with having people who are just kind of there in relationships. So he's just kind of there because he's with Caroline. And then Caroline... And his body's not as good as Stephen R. McQueen, so what's the point? And then Caroline also becomes just kind of there because she's with Tyler. And it becomes this whole relationship thing where suddenly they are, for like four seasons, they're a pairing. And I don't get why that's the case. Like, they, there's a good reason for them to have hooked up once, but there's always this, the only way that they know how to build drama is by having a relationship be falling apart. They can never have like a happy relationship that just exists. Because honestly, Caroline should have just broken up with Tyler Absolutely. like the first time he left. He keeps leaving her. There's no reason that they should be a couple for as long as they are. It really doesn't make much sense at all why he does a lot of things he does. 
And again, we should all we should all aspire to be Michael Trevino, who get to just like leave for whole stretches of a time and still get paid that regular uh, actor like yeah. money. Like, come on, people, like aspire to that. But yeah, so um, so we we get to the point where they're kind of getting they're at odds about Lexi not wanting him to go, but he and he decides to let her dictate that because I think she sees what what he can't in that. Even though he wants to protect Stefan, sometimes letting him not be protected is the best thing. And that's kind of a, a theme for the whole show, but it just sort of gets a little cheapened here because it, it's kind of happening behind the scenes and Stefan doesn't even know about it. Um, and then we get to the more the Stefan... And yes, and Stefan, uh, Damon is telling Stefan this Yeah, too, of course, this is like Stephen. this big secret. He just spills it immediately when they cut to the scene of them talking. I'm like, Jesus. Here's the thing I, I never, I still do not get about most of these flashbacks. It's like, so are they just like telling him and then, then like Lexi said this and then like they repeat exactly, or are they just doing the, like the vampire thing where they can just I go kind, into your mind and like show you what actually happened? I've always, I wonder if this is like season like, one. And then I was all blah, blah, blah. And Lexi was like, whatever, Damon. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because please, it's David's please. thing, that's why Lexi is such a harpy here. Yeah. That that's how David that's remembers point, her. That's a good point, yeah. When we all remember um, Lexi as being significantly like it, cooler than this. Yeah. Like, it, it can make sense either way, because if it is the whole, like, unreliable narrator, that works that could work really well. To, it'd be really interesting. But we never hear it. But it also makes back. I don't know how it happens. It also makes sense if it is, then just like, here, I'll show you, because I'm a vampire, and I can just go into your mind and show you what happens. Yeah. Oh. But there's also this awful interchange when they talk about that word. Where I think it's Stefan, or one of them says something about the dreaded C word. Which is, of course, I guess would be a joke because they're talking about choice, but I'm like, that could have been the name of the episode, to be honest. Like, the dreaded C word. Maybe the censors are like, nope. Oh, man. Because it could be referring to a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, this is a post Veronica Mars world, so the censors were like, they missed everything there, yeah. but... But so, uh, the, the professor, we find out when they start talking to her about, um, when, when he goes and finally talks to Haley about the, the 12 that she's going to deliver. Are we at the professor yet, or yet? Uh, Caroline apologizes. Oh, Caroline does apologize. Yeah, we're at Caroline. Right. We're at Caroline apologizing because we do oh, that. So Caroline says, She says, I'm a jerk, and then I wrote my notes, fuck off. She says, sorry, like, because I didn't mean to be taking my life. I'm, like, abused, so whatever. Sleep on the rock. And Elaine's just like, we can't tell Stefan that, that yeah. I fucked yeah. David. Like, that's all that, that's like, all adds to that. went to the house and saw them, like, uh, yeah, coming like out together, together when she has her sex hair. They're vampires! They can smell everything! Like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> I'm, I'm being real, okay? Like, if they can smell blood from a, a mile away, they can smell that. I mean, they just had sex. Okay. It's ridiculous. The whole house must be. <laughs> but yeah, also Caroline says that she was being a nasty bad witch. I'm like, no, you were not. It's honest. What and, is and happening? Things that upset you. Well, like, well, let's. I, and uh, let's yeah. be clear, and, Caroline is an then, apologizer. Like this is this is fully within her character. Well, she is an apologizer, thing. but like, like she shouldn't right. have to. But we're but we're not this getting. Is, yeah. This yeah. Is, this mean, is. This is within her. If this was older lady, right. she'd be like, hey, you don't have to apologize because I'm right. the one exactly. who's actually the that problem. Should, that should be the next sentence right. of response. And she doesn't Me Meanwhile, body's like expression. I'm like, fucking bang expression. I, it's a makeup body, like, style. Yeah, so it makes me, it's upsetting, so, though, so because God. you just think Bonnie should be smarter than that. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Or like, ask your yes. fucking grand, right. motherfucker. Like, is Bonnie. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, Rowan. I know you're not a fan of Bonnie, but you're wrong. So, <laughs> but Bonnie, Bonnie could ask anybody in their surrounding circle. I know that there's less people to count nowadays. But... Let's bring back Bonnie's cousin from Masquerade who never comes back because the show is racist. 
Where did she go? I don't know. They actually, they mention her in season six when they're looking, like, when Stefan is looking for, you know, how to get David back and stuff. But yeah, they, they mention her. Possible, but the actress was just horrible expression. to work with. Like, this happens sometimes, but seriously. <laughs> they, she she said as she the left. Bonnie. Like, fucking yeah. recast. Has the show yeah. ever done Bonnie, that, though? Bonnie. And it's like, this isn't the last time you'll see me. I don't me. think the show has ever recast. Know, what? Apart from they ever recast? They could, though. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I mean, it's had an excuse to do it when oh, it's needed man. to, but it hasn't just. Oh God! Originals, bless originals of just turning everyone black. That's the best. <laughs> but so, but so, in, Bonnie's walking around town, spurting the word "expression" out. Making my way downtown, expression. <laughs> but she's saying "expression" all over the place. You're telling me that nobody's heard that and thought, like, huh, that's weird. But the girls all they don't know because they don't. Look, I the, guess they weren't in New Orleans. They, they use big. Much, they shouldn't know should anything. Know. <laughs> Use that new AT&T phone. <laughs> Slow-mo, Google it. Uh, so then... Big Dang it, Mar, why do you think they're using Google on this show? What is wrong with you? Have you watched a single I'm episode? Sorry. Bring back Antenna. Antenna would bang that shit immediately. You know what Jared did fake vampires? That was the best. Chat room! Chat room! Oh my god, I'm gonna go watch that episode later. But so, the zombie and the... I apologize in advance if you do watch that episode because I didn't remember his hair oh, in that episode. God. Remember when Jeremy like suddenly got hot? Yeah. Um, but so <laughs> but uh yeah, so then there's this like creepy um well I, I don't know what they were going for. Oh wait no, you were now we're at uh your your parents are dead, yeah. Haley. You're... And but he's like, but are they question mark like other stuff? Like there's other information. It doesn't mean you can't see them again. Which honestly, usually in most instances, like that's where he tries to kill her. No, or she kill rips his head off because she knows everything she needs to know now. <laughs> Just rip his head off and everyone's good to go. But uh, instead, I, he's useless to yeah. her. He, he like does all this and like and getting people killed, and he's useless to her. He's the one with information. Right. And so instead of actually any following through, following through on any of that. We just kind of cut away, like that's no big thing, and uh, we we get to the scene where Damon finally starts to put into place all these plans with Elena, where he kind of tries to break it. No, we get to the scene where Caroline doesn't understand why Stefan feels so bad oh, for Damon. Well, that's... Oh, oh, I, oh. I swear to God, Mora, I blocked a lot of that. I'm, out. I'm replacing you. Who wants to replace oh, Mora? It. But it's Rowan. Do you want to be my new podcast host? I hate this. Oh, you gotta watch I'll TV, Rowan. It. Can you handle it, I know, I know as a television critic, you hate watching television. <laughs> You're critical of it, perhaps. But yeah, so so there's there's an awful scene where basically they don't the two of them together are like I wonder what's gonna happen with Elena and Damon. Like I wonder why she feels so, why he feels so bad about things. We're, and Damon says he can't be self. I mean, Stefan says he can't be selfish with her. Yeah. Which yeah, that makes sense in season six. But yeah. not here he can't I be met selfish Damon, with her. And that's like, exactly ridiculous. what happens. And so he Damon in the meantime is trying to break out with her. Uh, this awful oh, scene. Oh my god. So and, bad. It's and awful. he's like, look, look, shit got real in New Orleans. It was a bad night. Uh, I have to break up with you because this is. Our whole podcast is just you saying New Orleans. <laughs> you say it differently every I'm damn sorry, time. It's, I'm it's trying awful. to say it's the right time. way, but so, uh, New Orleans. But so uh, it got real in New Orleans, and uh, I have nothing to say to you anymore. We need to break up. Bye bye. It's kind of what he tries to do, but then Elena being she's like, I know I saw it you, Damon, and she brings up feelings. And, and then Tyler. she's like, oh, this creepy scene where she's like, has him touch her her clavicle, and she's like, does this feel wrong? And it's like. Oh my god! And then she touches his cheek, like 
does this feel wrong? And he's like, oh. Yes, it all feels wrong and gross. <laughs> and Damon's kind of like, he doesn't say anything, but he's kind of like, oh. And then she like leans in for the kiss, fade to black. Like, oh no. So you're, I guess, trying to. Like, I had to do the right thing by you. Does not. not. And Isn't the next episode God. where you're like, here, you stay at this cabin with your brother who wants to kill you? Oh my you? God. Remember that? Remember yeah. the whole Jeremy wants to kill her bits? Jesus Christ. I mean, that's important because Jeremy is, like, wearing wife beaters the entire time that's during that situation. It's like, like, very important. It's very like, important. Like, kill me, I'll be fine. Like, that's just her, her approach to everything. Yeah. She, she's very chill about her brother wanting to kill her. For a couple days. Well, she's just like, like you can't help her. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Oh man. All right, and that's it's totally okay. My brother. Well, that's the episode. Okay. That's totally that's okay. Like, okay. Things wrap. Rid so of the last fifteen minutes of the episode before this, and gotten rid of this episode and changed literally nothing about the season. Right. Because you didn't. Need nothing the is happening in this episode. Thing. It's incredibly circular. <laughs> How do we fix no season four? Let's go, guys. Let's do this. How do we fix season four? Rick's back. <laughs> I'm gonna say probably about a hundred. Yeah, you're not invited to have this conversation. <laughs> uh, I, I remember. Like, I actually, really no, I think he was too busy on saving hope. Fuck you, Erica Duran. This is the season where it's suddenly revealed <laughs> that he's hooked up with Catherine, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. I forgot about that, I, too. Who I, I would have taken more of that as season. That would have been fine. Basically, Elena, right? Well, yeah. Let's be real. I feel bad for poor, poor Matt. Honestly, I mean, he got Rebecca, but he never got to the fuck Catherine. Matt is so good in a lot of ways. It makes me sad. He got to sleep with Catherine's daughter and Rebecca in a threesome. Remember that? Uh, or Catherine and Jason. Good God, this show's great. Season five started off this well. Show, I'll give it when that. It swings to the bad. It swings to the bad. But my God, when it swings to the good, it's great. <laughs> God, when they revealed that he was literally just having a threesome in France, right? Like, like Jesus. Yes, yes. Live your best self, Matt Donovan. Seriously, literally, seriously, yes. Oh man. Well, that I, I have nothing more. We're not done making season four. I, I have nothing more to say, though. I've been more of that. No, Professor Manchild. He God, like from a no totally person. different show. Like He's... he is this like religious sort of martyr guy who wants to get Silas back for whatever reason. I don't even remember what it is. Right. To get his dead wife like, back. Yeah, he feels like he's like season four. Right, he, he's kind of like a Buffy character what where he's, he's like... He, he's, he's friends with Riley so that's, Finn. That's yeah. season five. That's the, the Vampire Diaries <laughs> initiative, which is a whole other thing that needs to be fixed. Oh, God. By which... I, that's true. Okay, let's, fix, let's, let's well, fix it all. Let's fix both these seasons. Okay, Come both on. of them are basically way to good season, so let's yeah. combine them. Ta-da, yeah. we're done. They really yeah, are. You're, you're I think true. season five is closer. Get rid of season five. Get rid of the Sirebot stuff. I, get rid of the travelers. End of conversation. Season five, honestly, as much as it pains me, get rid of Ancient Greece two thousand. Oh years my ago. god! Oh. As much as it pains me, guys, yeah. that's because that's Absurd. that's where they fuck everything up with mythology. <laughs> I don't care that much about the mythology. I will that's take Ancient Greece two thousand years ago. It makes me really uncomfortable that the main villain because that season has been the season should... by design. That's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, just getting rid of Agent Grease 2000 years ago, get rid of Tom Avery, though? Which, which one is Tom Avery? Which one, which one is Tom Avery? Um, can, can I now fire Rowan from the podcast? Because <laughs> he is the paramedic 
doppelganger. That's all you need. He's the one that they have to he's, go and kill suddenly the, out of nowhere. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, he is the be- he is the beautiful cinnamon roll of the Vampire Diaries. Too good. He was also <laughs> the first dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It was the first you, dude. I mean, well, what was it? Was it that he yeah, really tried to start a season? He should have become a mechanic. No, he shouldn't have Tom become a mechanic. Avery. He should have become Tom Avery. So, so Tom Avery was the the Stefan yes. doppelganger. Yes. Tom- right. I thought yes. you, you were talking no. about an actor. I'm, I'm with you now. No, no. <laughs> or, or the record-breaking British explorer. <laughs> I was like, are you, are you guys talking about like the guy who's in charge of the travelers? Because like he was pretty, but he wasn't that interesting. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, Tom Avery nope. deserves it. The guy in charge of the Travelers, he just reminds me of Professor he, Manchild. They, yeah, the it's same, like, that terrible story. beard situation yeah, They both have the, on. like, very narrow faces and the... I think yeah. for their casting call, it was just, like, someone who's expendable. <laughs> they both got the call Because <laughs> they just look generic. What? Yeah, and yeah, generic. Is the Travelers guy white? Another way to fix this. Like Middle Eastern. I literally, like, I watched all the that were out of the movie that time in, like, a month. Everything <laughs> at once. I could not believe. You're like, yeah, I remember Tom um, Avery. <laughs> uh, important thing. Yeah. Uh, they should have done something with the poor young guys. I, 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 I appreciate everything about April Young, but they could have, they could have done. He could have done something. April <laughs> Young. Now. Anything. Poor April Young is on Screen Queens. Oh God. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, very small part. She's one of the flashback sorority girls in the beginning. Okay, I was like, I thought I recognized one of the flashback sorority like, girls. That's yeah, sad. yeah, it was her, it was her. Just, like, Aww. said that Meredith Fell moved to Alaska for no reason. <laughs> that was hilarious. Way to go, Paul. But I think, <laughs> as, I, as I'm rewatching, I'm seeing just how crappy all their plots with people who don't know about vampires are. And it's like, it's like basically one yeah, of Yeah, it's like yeah. in the first season, there's all this shit with Caroline and Tyler and Matt that just goes nowhere. Like, remember Matt's mom? <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Like, well, how much. Matt's mom, mom, I'm so pissed about that. <laughs> you, Rowan, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you aware of why I'm pissed about that? Because Matt's I, mom was supposed to be a succubus. Stuff like that. And, like, that uh, makes sense, but. <laughs> that's a deleted scene, basically. They don't say it's like. like, like she left basically her ex-boyfriend because she accidentally killed him. It happens. Him. Why wasn't that? That's season four right there. <laughs> just that yeah. whole plot. That's why we married this fellowship. Are we finally getting our succubus on? But like, no, we're not. We're just getting a shitty doctor. Or the originals 2.0. Is like just all give about me a goddamn Julie succubus. Right? I have to write my own succubus spec episode. <laughs> I'm furious. All right. Um, so the, the, the season four that we are imagining uh, if you have like a, a follow up to that, like where exactly will we go into season five? Okay, so season four is ultimately it. What's the point of season four ultimately? Well, okay, think, so if we I combine think, them both, we're missing we missing. Okay, so, so we we, could... we have to do vampire Elena apparently. So that, we need to do that, and we need to get the whole cure situation. Like we're gonna keep those big beats in there. So well, I think where do we go from is there? One of the big problems here, like she is just. She's just not a good character anymore, which is right. kind of amazing because she was such a good character. Her being a vampire should not take away all of her. But if you're going right to now, do that, then take her off the board. So you want to keep Nina Dobrev because Nina Dobrev is good. So we need to have Catherine around and Elena not for a long time. 
you want to like Elena going oh, off to like on a mission to find it's, herself? It's really funny because having, the way they like, took Elena off the board is basically what I said. Like, put her in a magical coma and make them have to do some sort of quest to find her, and Catherine is involved <laughs> somehow. And so, like, you. I mean, if they had if her turning into a vampire started at the college season, you could actually have her just having like a road trip, being like, "I need to find myself and away from both Damon and Stefan." Right. And there you go. Or, She's off. Or do what they did with Jeremy and have her go to school abroad or some bullshit like <laughs> Have that. her go to Paris, have her pull a Joey Potter, eventually. Or have a threesome with Rebecca <laughs> yes. and Nadia. It's... <laughs> yes! That'd be great. Be, She'd be like, knock next door and be like, hey Matt, okay, borrow some shit. That honestly could solve so many problems with the characters. Like, honestly, if Tyler had a threesome with Just Rebecca have a threesome and Nadia, friends. Like, uh, or you could do what they did in season five, back. where they had Catherine take control of her mind oh for a while. God, like, that, that, those episodes were good. <laughs> so good! Classic episode. Okay, to be fair, they realized what they like two episodes. Oh, so yeah. good. All oh, their terrible so friends. Basically, we just solve realize. everything with more Catherine, and that's fine. Yeah, Catherine solves everything. <laughs> Catherine is everything? to this day. When I think about the fact that like Nina Dobrev left, I'm like, well, we just solve Catherine. Well, we don't. It's like, wait a minute, no, that's the same I mean, actress. Fuck. But- but seriously, that's how good Dobrev is so at doing amazing. this, is that it took, like, two episodes to get past, oh, she's trying to act with herself, to these are two very distinct characters. So It's, it's insane. It's, to this day, one of the most amazing performances I think I've seen on any TV or, or film. It's amazing. It's such physical, like, differences that you just don't even notice that it's a different person. Like, you're just, oh, yeah, it's, it's still her. And without, it's, it's and without the and, benefit. And, like, the Catherine bitch face. Yeah, and without the benefit of what Tatiana Maslany gets, which is different hair, makeup, wardrobe, like, to the extreme for every character. Like, Catherine and Elena, for a long time, it was just straight hair, curly hair. But, like... Oh, and Catherine was, like, basically, like, trying to look like her. Right, and Catherine maybe just dressed a little more sexy, that's about it. But it wasn't such extreme differences (laughs) that you found the performance in your, like, hair and makeup and wardrobe. You have to find the performance in the character. Yeah. R.I.P. Nina Yeah, that's even more strengthened by all the, the Silas stuff. It's real weird to see whatever the hell Paul was. I mean, <laughs> I'm just upset that Silas, Silas wasn't, like, the return of Paul Wasilewski, basically. Like, give yeah. me, like, a Tommy from Everwood, like, in that performance or something. Oh, man. Well, maybe maybe next season, guys. <laughs> But, um, Free all right, Paul so let's Wesley. Move on to plugs. Do we have anything else? Do we have any outstanding comments on this this terrible episode of TV? I hate it. Nothing. I hate season four of Vampire Diaries. I, I, it's like, this episode is so bad, and then the next episodes I think are really good. Like you hit get a string of like six or seven episodes. That's the show. What I want it to be. Look, look right, these then. episodes, Rowan. You get the mid-season finale, which <laughs> is incoherent, yes. does some beautiful things with it, and then I think the next one is Rebecca, and yeah. then the next one I Poor think is Rebecca Mama. comes back, and she sits them all around the table and has, it, has oh, yeah, them like, the discuss how fucked up they are. That's a, <laughs> and that's a hell of a notes, lot of fun. Literally. And then you have the... Oh, I forgot about that. And then you have yeah. the episode where... They have the 80s dance, and Stefan and Rebecca, like, humanize okay, Rebecca. Okay, but, but what's happening in the rest of the and episode then, besides the Rebecca of it all? This is where they're figuring out that the cure exists and, like, what they want to do and, like, forming all their stupid alliances and stabbing each other in the back and nobody makes any sense, and it's great. Yeah, I have to say, in defense of the Vampire Diaries, even, like, the worst 
episodes or seasons of the Vampire Diaries is still more watchable. Yeah, than it, a lot that is of true. Them. I think like I can like I sat through this episode and I was like, this sucks and it makes me mad, but at least it's like because here's what also happens. Sorry, this is what also oh, happens in the Breakfast Club episode well. that I'm like, oh, I can remember all this, and then Tyler turns, but then you have. At the end of the episode, April talks to the sheriff and the mayor, revealing that she knows about the supernatural and everyone's lies. Good for you, April. But Damon and Elena talk on the phone, and Elena says that Sire Bond or not, she loves him. Dang, Damon, being happy, tells Elena to come to him. Shoot me in the head. I mean... <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like when they get into the cure stuff, that, that those scenes are no longer like the dominant points of the episode. They're still there, but you have a plot that's going on that the relationship is kind of a sideline to. And, like, Elena's helping Damon to get the cure because I don't remember exactly why. Stefan wants it to get Elena human again and the sire bond broken, but then Stefan wants to help Rebecca, and then you, you have all these you have all these different reasons for the people to be forming alliances and not forming them and whatever, which is what the show does. Like, this is how this show works, and this is what it's great at. You don't know who's on whose team. I love Catherine having compelled that whole town, and then even the final. Well, that's after the the search, yeah, because we have the search and yeah. Jeremy dies and then comes back. And honestly, I feel like you know Joe Brothers does some of her best acting of the series when like she's freaking out about Jeremy's death, like she's finally realizing, yeah, he's dead, dead. I don't need this Xbox. <laughs> she does not. She does not need that Xbox. Yeah, and and I love the final decision to um, humanize Catherine instead. That's always been so interesting yeah. to me because it's such a pointed decision. Like, it wasn't, like, the kind of thing where it was sort of, like, you know, Elena is ruled by love and emotion. Which is a logical She thing. was she ruled by emotion about how much she hates Catherine. <laughs> and how That's much true. she wants I mean, to but live. Different like, kind Catherine of emotion. is about the killer. And this was yeah, but it's a, I mean, I want to kill for that like, next week, romance. too. Yeah, but that, that, that stuff is a lot <laughs> less coherent. I think the Cure stuff it works. It works very well overall with some sire bond issues. I also think that Jeremy really works well as the hunter, and this is sort of the heart of the Jeremy. I mean, hunter. it was the first time I was, was going to say that the, the race for the cure has one of my favorite Elena lines in the season, considering how much she's annoying me. She's like, "I'm not stupid," and then Rebecca says, "Let's not go say anything we don't oh, mean." God. Oh, jeez. All right, well, that was uh, season four, episode eight. We'll always have Bourbon Street. My God. You've never seen more upset to always have no, Bourbon Street. No, I'll never Street. have Bourbon Street, thanks. Um, good Lord. Um, so let's, let's move on the plugs. So what's up with you, Latoya? I won't be rewatching this episode anytime soon. Good decision. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so upsetting. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Lafergs. And uh, from there, I will link to things that I have written. And usually they're not the worst things, so, yeah. All right, awesome. And what's up with you, Lisa? Uh, well, relevant to this episode of the podcast, you should check out the Televixen, because Maura and I are recapping the current season of The Vampire Diaries on the Televixen. And then um, tomorrow is Halloween, and that's when Ash vs. Evil Dead starts, and I just think everyone should watch it with me. <laughs> so, Agreed. Yeah. Yay. It's so good. I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> and then um, on Twitter, as always, at It's Lisa E. And I post things I write there as well. But unlike Latoya's, they usually are the worst. So, <laughs> but I love read them well, anyway. Let's not underestimate Latoya's worseness. <laughs> How dare you? Aww. You All cannot right. be my new co-host, Rowan. 
<laughs> well, awesome. I think, I think we have a good dynamic, though. Oh, jeez. All right. Um, uh, and, and what's up with you, Rowan? Um, I am on Twitter, at Rowan Kaiser, and I post the things I write there. It's true. Uh, I am currently <laughs> re-watching The Vampire Diaries and making a spreadsheet that has all <laughs> the different alliances on it. Oh, my God. Um, I'll link this in hilarious. our description. I don't know about the spreadsheet. You haven't seen the spreadsheet yet? I haven't seen the spreadsheet. I just, I just knew you were re-watching it. <laughs> I, I mostly do it late at night, so you might have gone to bed. I don't know why people do that, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I will post some pictures of it. But yes, I have a spreadsheet where I'm keeping track of like who's on Team Stefan, who's on Team Damon, who are the antagonists. And I, I just basically wanted to see like how many different times Damon was the antagonist or it was like Damon and Elena against Stefan and Caroline or whatever. And how many different plots <laughs> they had to kill Klaus with how many different people. Right. And it's sort of encouraging my rewatch and it's a lot of fun. Nerd. She doesn't. See, my most recent spreadsheet because, you know, I have recent spreadsheets, was when I was rewatching <laughs> Dawson's Creek, and it's like, who has kissed the most girls, Dawson or Pacey? Pacey won by, like, four girls, by the way. Yeah. Dawson would actually try to kill you with a bow. Um, and I, I would like to turn this into a web page at some point where you can just, like, scroll through. You have, like, a little scroll bar, and it goes to each episode, and it has people's faces, like, yeah. who's aligned with whom, with which episode, and, like, what their <laughs> goal is. Like, I think that would be a lot of fun. I have no idea how to accomplish that, but uh, I'm sure I know someone who does. So you're, you're you're spending your time I might, wisely. I might, is what you're saying. I might have this be a Patreon thing and get paid for it because why the hell not? Ooh. Mm, Jess, what's up with you? My plans for this week include getting caught up on the originals in the Vampire Diaries, and that's all I've got. My husband is out of town. I get to watch a bunch of trash TV. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and um, as always, I am at more e on Twitter. Um, as Lisa said, I will be recapping the uh, Vampire Diaries, and I have also started recapping by this point the uh, the also spooky, <laughs> very spooky. I I replacement immediately. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I Zombie and um, Supergirl's coming up soon. I'm Supergirl. Uh, and uh, and then you can find us on Twitter at the Televoid. You can rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. You can like us on Facebook and email us at thetelevoid at gmail dot com. Uh, thanks again for wandering into the Telvoy, guys. Thanks. Happy Halloween. See you next week. Thanks. Fuck this episode. Thanks.